0: Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com.
1: 93.3 WMMR Audio on Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano.
2: Today is Wednesday, November 1st. Good morning, Kathy.
3: Good morning. In the news this morning, one person is dead and two others are injured after gunfire rang out during a large fight in Ben Salem on Halloween night. It happened at 7.35 p.m. Tuesday in the area of Bristol Pike and Woodbine Avenue. Police say officers were initially called to the scene for a report of a large group of juveniles fighting. When officers arrived, they found three shooting victims identified only as a 14-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 19-year-old. The 14-year-old was pronounced dead at Jefferson (laughs) Torresdale Hospital. Two other victims suffered gunshot wounds to their legs. One was placed in stable condition while the other has already been treated and released, according to officials. According to police, the gunman opened fire from a vehicle into the large crowd of people. The vehicle was parked at Woodbine Avenue in Bristol Pike. It's unclear if the suspect was involved in the large fight, police say. Uh, this was just an independent tragedy that you don't want to see happen anywhere, especially on Halloween, when you have literally thousands of kids walking around the streets. said Ben Salem Police Director of Public Safety, William McVeigh. Police say a single shooter fled the scene northbound on Bristol Pike in an unknown vehicle after firing about a dozen shots. A bullet hole could be seen in the door of a shopping center nearby. Officers are still working to get a description of the gunman and the vehicle. Anyone with information is asked to call Ben Salem Police. The second person to receive a transplanted heart from a pig has died nearly six six weeks after the highly experimental surgery his Maryland doctors announced Tuesday. 58-year-old Lawrence Fossett was dying from heart failure and ineligible for a traditional heart transplant when he received the genetically modified pig heart on September 20th. According to the University of Maryland School of Medicine, the heart had seemed healthy for the first month but began showing signs of rejection in recent days. Fawcett died on Monday. In a statement released by the hospital, Fawcett's wife, Anne, said her husband knew his time with us was short and that this was his last chance to do for others. He never imagined that he would survive as long as he did. Uh. The Maryland team last year performed the world's first transplant of a heart from a genetically altered pig into another dying man david bennett survived two months before that heart f- uh, failed for reasons that aren't completely clear although signs of a pig virus later were uh, found inside the organ lessons from the first experiment led to changes including better virus testing before the second attempt i
4: think we all were cautiously optimistic you know at the beginning of this guy's case and the yep. other case as well uh, but I, I I didn't realize the whole feeling the, or the tenor of his approach to this was I'll, I'll be the experiment yep. here. I know this probably won't last long, but right. that's pretty brave. It that's is. Pretty yeah, amazing. Very much so, yes. Wow.
3: Attempts to uh, at attempts at animal to human organ transplants have failed for decades as people's immune systems immediately destroy the foreign tissue. Now scientists are trying again using pig uh, pigs genetically modified to make their organs more human-like. With Veterans Day, Black Friday Friday and Cyber Monday, all in November. It is a prime time for deals and holiday shopping. Yay! You
5: know
3: Day after Halloween. <laughs> uh, but, the death of
4: your flowers is not so bad now. <laughs>
3: yeah, right? Uh, but you don't have to wait weeks for the discounted prices. So retailers are making sales available all month long, uh, which is good for consumers. So in recent years, we've seen retailers starting their holiday sales a lot earlier. Uh, and this year, it seems to be now. They're saying that the sales and prices that you're seeing right now will remain consistent all the way through Black Friday. This means that you can start shopping and saving now uh, without worrying about missing out on those blockbuster deals later on, said Samantha Gordon of Consumer Reports. Target is dropping new deals every week leading up to Black Friday. For instance, that's buy four personal or beauty items and get a $5 gift card or buy one, get one 50% off select toys. Consumer Reports has a couple of top-rated products to look out for in November. The Samsung Galaxy Tab S8 is $547.99 at Walmart, and Consumer Reports says that's a top-rated model in a uh, Uh, is a great option for those who want an android tablet with high performance the dash tasty crisp air fryer is now Mm. 59.99 at amazon that model comes in uh, at the top of all air fryers in consumer reports rating the one thing that you should wait for until black friday is to buy a tv uh the gordon says that we've seen year after year that tvs are always at the best possible pricing during the black friday and cyber monday weekend so if you're thinking about buying a new one wait until then
2: Okay, good tip.
3: In sports this morning... World Series, the Texas Rangers won again on the road, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks 11 7 last night in wow. Phoenix. Marcus Simeon's two I runs.
6: Don't give a f-
3: I know. Two-run triple and three-run home run powered Texas to a ten-run lead by the third inning. Corey Seager hit another long home run, and the Rangers are now up three games to one. Texas improved to a record of ten and zero on the road this postseason and closed within one win of the first title in the sixty-three season history of a franchise that started as the Washington Senators in nineteen sixty-one. Game five is tonight in Arizona, and the first pitch is set for eight oh three. The Flyers, who have lost four out of their last five games, are at home tonight and will host the Buffalo Sabres. The puck will. Drive Drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers are off until tomorrow night when they'll play the Raptors at home. Yesterday, the trade of James Harden to the L.A. Clippers became official. And also yesterday, the NBA announced that Joel Embiid was fined $35,000 for repeatedly making an obscene gesture during the 76ers' victory against the Portland Trailblazers on Sunday. Wow. The league's reigning MVP made four WWE-style crude chops that sent the crowd into a <laughs> frenzy. Because of that, he's now fined $35,000 by the NBA. And that's what I have for you this morning. That that's considered obscene, I yeah.
2: guess. This, this...
7: Uh, yeah. yeah, so. yeah Meanwhile, one. if WWE's in that same building, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Perfectly <laughs> it's perfectly... Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the league. I, I Imagine if we were held to the same standards, we'd all be broke. <laughs> right. By the way, Rochelle does that all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. like her, her joke <laughs> move. And she goes,
5: suck it.
2: Like, well, just don't do Which it in an NBA game. Never fails to crack me up. Yeah. So I think it's a wonderful thing. Wow. Yeah. All right. 35 grand. Well, I guess so. Uh, oh, hopefully he enjoyed on. every bit of
3: it. Look at it, though. It's not even... like. Because you can do it in an obscene way. He's not even really like. Yeah, he's just kind of hitting his thighs. He's he's hitting thighs. his
2: thighs. He's with his way, his way to do it. Like it. This. He's not really yeah. pointing oh, at the crotch. Crazy. He's more so hitting his thighs. So yeah. all right, okay. whatever, man. Whatever. All right. Well, welcome to Wednesday morning. Hopefully, the Halloween was great. Weather was perfect. It, it was, was sensational. It was just right. That that little chill in the air. Yeah,
4: I think is just right for Halloween. So it was wonderful. Massive turnout at my house. And Same it was here. Huge. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was just
2: a lot of people out and everybody was in a good mood, so uh, it was It was hopefully a great night for everyone involved last night. We have a few things taking place today. We will have, guest-wise, our friend Derek Pitts, the Franklin Institute's got a new program, Wondrous Space. Uh, it opens this Saturday, and Derek is always a great conversation.
4: <laughs> Whenever he's going to be on, I'm like, okay, what well, do I really want to ask a smart guy. I know. Yeah, so he jot down things. And, and, he, and he dumbs it down for uh, yeah. the likes of us. He and, knows how stupid we are, which he's we
2: appreciate that. So we're going to talk to him in the 8 o'clock hour. We will also have Chris Tucker on the yeah. show this morning. Yeah. Uh, he is going to be coming to town. Actually, it's going to be, I'm sorry, he's promoting a show in New York.
8: Yeah. So he oh. actually did this show that he's doing in New York, he already did here in Philly, uh, okay. I believe at the Met. But uh, hey, he's looking to sell some tickets, uh, you know, for the tour. And the closest date between now and the end of the tour is New York. Um, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. We've,
4: we, I remember at the height of when he was the big money guy, yeah. he came in rush hour. Um, had come out, and uh, yeah, and everyone, "Ah, what's he going to be like? He was great. Yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to talking to him this morning, and we have an announcement today.
2: Yeah. Excited to pass along this information to you. This is going to be around Bizarre File Time, the first B-File, so eight-ish. We're going to roll out an official announcement of an event. Excited about this, and we are very, very happy to share it with you, so hang in uh, through the course of the morning. Uh, We have a secret text word. Yeah. Where is that? Oh, right here. Thank you. Uh, So today we're going to give away a a pair of tickets to see Mark Maron, uh, who's going to be playing at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. And this will be Friday, May 3rd. It's a little ways off, but the tickets go on sale this Friday. So uh, text the word secret to 39333, and we will have a chance for you to win tickets uh, to see our friend Mark Maron uh, when he comes to town May 3rd. Awesome. So get on that now. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We got a lot of things to unpack with the entertainment entertainment news, I have one story that specifically involves nipples that I think you're going to be interested in, so we'll come back in a moment to the question as well, stay with us
1: What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com Your one stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know WMMR.com Where FOMO goes to die
6: Get social with Preston and Steve Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding.
0: Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Winter may seem like
2: a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866 90 Nation or visit WindowNation.com to get started.
6: So, stupid
2: question, prize, we're giving away, take a to seat, Tom Papa, he's coming to the Keswick Theater on February 16th, uh, and the question that I'll ask you is this, which U.S. state has a diamond illustrated on its license plate? A diamond? Yeah, two one five two six three wmmr I did not know the answer to
7: this one. I think I know.
2: Okay, which U.S. state has a diamond illustrated on its license plate? And I can see you typing it out, and you are correct, Nick. All right, call now if you know the answer, we'll mention some birthdays today, it being the First day of November. Tony Collette, yes, has her bar- birthday. Uh, the Sixth Sense, huge breakout so uh, for her. We will consider her an honorary Philadelphia. because think so, right? Yeah. Not only that, there was another movie called um, In Her Shoes, yes, oh, yeah. uh, which was shot in Philadelphia. Another as well. one. So yeah. she's got a she's got a few credits to her name that have our city involved in it. How
4: were you shocked when you realized she wasn't? Yeah, her 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 accent, domestic accent, is oh. so amazing. She,
2: she can do yeah.
4: A, a lot of
2: spot on... She's from Australia. Yes, yeah. but, she, but she can do English um, and various uh, parts of the U.S. American dialect. Yeah. She's she's insanely talented. Uh,
3: she's done so many great things, except the only thing I think of is, what is it, United States of Terror, where she oh. was squatting over her parents and peeing <laughs> on them. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Listen, if you're going to be remembered for something, that's pretty yeah. good. She's 51. Today. No one ever remembers when I peed on my parents.
2: Uh, I'm going to mess up this name. Uh, Rachel Tacotin or Takotin. Tinkitin. Um,
4: Tink a from um uh the uh Schwarzenegger from Total Recall. Correct. Rachel because yes. T- I remember the way he said, you, the, the, the one you got the watch is Rachel take it Ticketin. tick uh, T- a also
2: ticketing. in Con Air and the Bronx, Fort Apache and the Bronx. And, um, uh, she, she's also, uh, yeah, Rachel take it in. She is uh, 65 today. Thank you, Arnie. His, his name is Rachel take it in. Uh, We also have uh, Jenny McCarthy, who's actually Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg. Uh, and she is uh, 51 years old today. She was. Was
4: one of the superstar playmates and, oh and, and uh, Playboy uh, centerfolds, and then uh, I really enjoyed her MTV comedy series. Yeah, yeah. Brian Poussain was one of the writers on the show. Yeah, it was really funny.
3: I and really liked her. And
4: she she went. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Kathy. She
2: had this like uh, this uh, these different personalities because you would see her her Playboy playmate spread yeah. and nothing but glamorous, sexy, and then she was a total goofball. Yeah. in and yeah. like singled which, out, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
3: But she was like, I mean, she was kind of like the it person for a while yes. and was doing a lot, and then it just all faded away. Like, what happened?
4: Yeah. I there don't was, know. There was a great bit she did on that show, on that uh, MTV show, where you think she's being stalked by Brian Pussein, but it turns out she's stalking Brian Pussein. Oh, that's great.
7: She's the uh, mess singer,
4: Gav. Oh, she's on she, mass singer, yeah. That's yeah
3: right. But she was remember she was doing like the New Year's Eve thing. She was on the View, right? She, right was it the View, Steve? Yeah, she, like, uh, on for a while.
2: Yes, was she Go host of okay. the View?
3: Yeah, like I mean, I just feel like she was really out there, and now it's like, yeah, she's on mass singer.
2: Okay. <laughs> she's fifty-one today. She uh, ain't no regional. Uh, Take it down. Uh Then we have Anthony Petus of Red Hot Chili Pepper. Star of what movie, Preston? He was in Point Break,
5: ah,
2: and it would be <laughs> that would be a waste of time. A waste of time. Ian Warchild are buddies. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he turns uh, sixty. Warchild, seriously. <laughs> hey,
4: war Warchild, what are you doing tonight?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, sixty-one years old today. Nick, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you look up his credit in uh, Point Break and see what his character's no. name was? Because oh. I, I think it was a nameless. Character. Or... It was
8: like because bon- no, there, no, there was there were so many. Names. Bon- Bunker. Bunker was... But that wasn't Bunker. It was Jotna. Bunker was the
2: guy when they were surfing, and he goes, go back to the valley, man. You know, he has a little dust-up with him initially, but he was just...
8: Everyone's Jotna and Keita.
4: uh, (laughs) Tone. He went by Tone? Yeah. Okay. And you know, his dad is uh, an actor, a character actor. He's one of the lunatics at the beginning of uh, Lethal Weapon. That's correct, yeah. He's the one who introduced him to drugs. He turns uh, 61 today. All right, uh, we
2: also have, celebrating uh, from the world of rock, Rick Allen. Allen, drummer of Def Leppard, uh, he turned sixty years old today. And listen, uh, even when he—I've when he, always thought Rick Allen is a great drummer. Uh, I liked what he did when he had two arms, and then when he lost the arm and continued on. I had a tremendous amount of respect for that guy. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and uh, you know he was one of the first people to start using trigger pedals and things like that, and to great effect. And I've saw them in concert a number of times with him on drums. He plays solos and stuff. Outstanding. Uh, Nice guy. Came by here uh, one day when he was uh, promoting some artwork that he had.
4: Yeah, he was a great guy. How difficult. I mean, what he's doing. Appears insanely difficult.
2: Um, it is. It's not crazy hard because you use your left foot quite a bit. Oh, do um, you
4: on uh, on the
2: backbeat when you're playing drums? Yeah, on the hi hat. Uh, so you just move it over to a different pedal oh. and, and do it. But um, it would take some work, and especially having to get over living your whole life with two arms. How do I now do it with one? It'd be you know a, a tough uh, transition. I, I bet he watches those legs like crazy. Yeah, he is. Uh, this is
4: for goddamn Dick.
2: sixty yeah. years old. Today, uh, we have actor Logan Marshall Green uh, in the movie. He was in the movie Upgrade. He's, he's not
8: Tom Hardy. That's, that's uh, me and
4: right. Murphy like no. Tom. Yes. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah,
2: Tom absolutely, Preston. I so will mistake him for Tom Hardy.
4: I uh, watched Upgrade last night. Oh, wow. did you really? Yeah. It it, it, uh, it is. Listen, uh, it is a solid. You talk about a movie that carries with you for a while. Yeah. When you find out what's happening at the end, and uh, because it's it's done um, so well, Lee Won out. Wow. Uh, wrote it and directed it. And we yeah. had him in the studio here, but his performance is excellent, especially when he finds out that the uh, com- the computer entity in
7: him can control his fighting. Mm-hmm. He's one of uh, Rob McElhenney's best friends, Logan Marshall Green. In, oh, yeah, in real life, yeah, in real life, yeah, they oh. known each other. They started off together. Case, I think, like maybe Rob lived on his couch for a stretch, uh, and then they both um, rose to the ranks and, and continued to do well. You so know, nice. he's
4: also in uh, Casey. He's in Prometheus.
7: Yes, yeah, yeah you, you, you like it. That's <laughs> I like it. And that Steve, sound.
2: he's in Devil too. That's which why I know you. Like I like yes. that movie a lot. He's uh, forty seven years old today. Uh Natalia Tana, uh Nick and Harry Potter. She played Tonks. Oh, I love Tonks. Tonks is a great character. Ah, yeah. Tonka. And uh she's also in the movie About a Boy. She plays kind of the cool
7: chick. Yeah. Uh, at the school. Yeah. yeah she's cute. She's I like in her. Game of Thrones for a stretch too. Or, really? Yeah. Well, maybe season one or two because um uh she gets naked. Oh, oh man, I just, I don't remember yeah. that. Uh she something
4: they is... should take it to never
9: <laughs> do. So <laughs> that already
2: still here. Celebrating her 39th birthday. If I know what character she played, they yeah. are uh, Osha. I don't know who that is. She,
4: uh, she, she was in charge of making sure that everyone was safe on the charge. Work, huh? Yes, Osha. The, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They had that even in uh, the Game of Thrones she universe. a wildling? So I guess she was a wildling. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, all right. And then we have... You need to move those oily rags away from the fire. Okay. <laughs>
2: Then we have Peter Ostrom. Uh, Peter oh, mainly Peter. Peter has one credit to his name that you guys would know, and that was Charlie Bucket in Willy Wonka oh, and the Chocolate Factory. I love it. I saw a follow-up on, like, where are they now, several years ago from that cast, and he is a uh, he's a veterinarian for, like, farms. Excellent. So he handles uh, farm animals and things like that. I'm sure, he handles them good. So he's 66. You like that, don't you? <laughs> Last birthday I saw
4: was uh, musician Lyle Lovett.
2: Oh. He turns uh, sixty-six years old. Uh-huh. I,
4: yeah, Lyle Lovett is um, yeah. a yeah. solid musician. Yeah, he, totally. He was married to Julia Roberts for a while That's for a correct. hot minute.
8: And I was trying to look up in our uh, sound system here if we had Lyle Lovett music. So I typed in the word the name Lyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so I'm going to give anybody in this room twenty dollars, Marissa and, and you guys included over there, if you can tell me the one artist we have in here, uh, and it's a band name that has the word Lyle in it. <laughs> okay. A band name that has the word Lyle in it. Is it the band or the song? No, the, the, the band name.
4: It's has not Skinner, is it? No, no, no. Uh, is the, name's Lyle? the name Lyles contained gotcha. within the band's name? I yeah. thought there was a song by a band. My is buddy. it the Beat It <laughs> Be is
5: <laughs>
4: not the Beat Liles. uh But uh, so,
8: yeah, do not do not look this up. You can think right. about it. And all right, Oh, you're not right. going to tell us? Oh, I'll tell you at the end of the break. Yeah, I at the end you, of the show. Right. So make sure you stay tuned. Okay. Uh, do not, and I only said $20 because I couldn't trust you guys to not look it up.
2: All right. All right. We're going to go to the phone and see if we can answer this stupid question. What U.S. state has a diamond illustrated on its license plate? And we'll go to Joyce to see if we can get the answer. Joyce, good morning to you. Good morning, It. Uh, Good morning to see you. All right, Joyce, what uh, state has a diamond on its license plate, please?
10: Is it Arkansas? It is Arkansas. Woo! 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 Woo!
7: A second, we'll get your information. Why is it uh... you can mine uh, for diamonds there as a, a civilian? There's a place called a uh, Crater oh, Diamond yeah, State Park, yeah. and you can actually go and yeah, and, and people find them today. You know, and the large, uh, the only reason I know this is the largest diamond ever discovered in the United States is called the Uncle Sam Diamond, and it was discovered in Arkansas. Wow.
2: Every now and then, I'll have a story that I'll come across, and sometimes I'll put it in a bizarre file, like you know, a kid found a yeah. two point five yeah. carat diamond just yes. walking around. there. Is it there? And so you can take. Uh, like buckets mm-hmm. of, of just, you know, earth, gravel, whatever, home with you, and then you can go sort through it if you want to.
4: Uh, it's like panning for gold at Nodge, yeah. very far. And <laughs> essentially, you just, you
2: pay um, like whatever mm-hmm. the
8: entrance fee is, and yeah. you just
2: have at it. And every now and then, people find some decent sized diamonds and, and they'll make some money off of them.
8: And Nick, I have a uh, geography slash uh, English question for you. Why <laughs> is it called Arkansas and not Arkansas? That's... Or
7: why is it not uh, Kansas City? And Yeah, that's, I don't know. The, uh, it's a great question. And I, why is it Kansas and Arkansas? Yeah. Okay.
8: All right. Uh,
2: By the way, um, Joyce is going to get tickets to see uh, Tom Papa, who's going to be performing Friday, February 16th at the Keswick Theater. Tickets are on sale now. Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz are headed to the altar. Multiple sources, yes. Tell People magazine exclusively that the couple who were first linked in 2021 are recently engaged.
4: I like this couple. Uh, Isn't he like besties with Jason Momoa? Her uh, kind of uh, step uh,
2: dad? Uh, Over the weekend, the stars were photographed leaving a Halloween party. And Kravitz, who was dressed as uh, Rosemary Woodhouse from Rosemary's Baby, seemingly showed off her new engagement ring in the pictures. Uh, The Batman actress previously opened up about her relationship with Tatum in a cover interview for GQ, uh, the 2022 Men of the Year issue, and praised him for being
4: just a wonderful human. She's uh, terrific as Catwoman in the Batman, and she had a really... good SNL uh, appearance. I, I, I like her she, a lot. Yeah, she's very versatile.
2: So, the two stars met during the casting process of Kravitz's upcoming directorial debuted, Pussy Island, Yeah, and Tatum Kravitz, uh, Tatum, uh, Kravitz said, went on to be her guardian on the set. She said, whether it was making me tea or pouring me a drink or going to whip someone into shape or whatever, he really was my protector, and it was really wonderful and sweet.
4: When is that movie coming out? Because they're apparently already green-lighted, uh, Vagina Valley. I don't know, (laughs) but we'll have to wait for Pussy Island first. Okay. So
2: we'll see. Somebody's Uh, getting
8: married.
2: Yep. So they are engaged. They'll be a power couple. Absolutely. All right. So on Monday, Robert De Niro took the stand in a civil trial to resolve a suit filed against the actor and his company, Canal Productions.
6: Liar whore! Liar whore!
2: He's upset. His former assistant, uh, Graham Graham Chase Robinson, the liar whore. (laughs) What the hell are you doing? Uh, De Niro spent about 90 minutes on the witness stand and called Robinson's allegations all nonsense, claimed that he would call, uh, he, the, the actor claimed that he would call Robinson at civilized hours only. And allow,
8: Please stop calling me.
2: And allowed her to work remotely. Uh, it's not like I'm telling her to go out and scrape floors or mop floors, he said. Uh, he stated her tax included scheduling arranging travel
4: and gift purchases
2: for loved ones
4: as i look at this case from the outside so he he's a dick as a boss but i'm not seeing a lot what is the
2: actual Alright, well, I'll, I'll get into yeah, this. Yeah. So, the legal fight began in 2019 after Canal Productions filed a $6 million lawsuit against Robinson, against right. her, okay, uh, who was hired as the actor's assistant in 2008 and later promoted to vice president of production and finance at Canal. Robinson registered uh, from the company in April 2019 amid growing concerns. Uh, I'm sorry, she resigned from the company. Okay. Amid growing concerns of uh, company sabotage. Oh. Her, her salary at the time, according to the suit, was $300,000. suit Alleges that she, uh, that she, this is the suit against her, okay? Right, the counter suit. Alleged, no, this is the initial suit. Oh, yeah, in 2019, it began. Canal Productions filed a six million dollar suit against her, okay? All right, so, um, according to the suit, uh, the suit alleges that she binge watched Netflix while on the job and uh. that she used company funds for personal expenditures. Robinson responded with a suit of her own That's against Robert suit. De Niro, All right. alleging violations of her New York City human rights uh, laws. And her suit claims that uh, De Niro made sexist comments and conduct toward her and assigned her stereotypically female job duties that were inconsistent with her job title. It also claims that she was paid less than a male employee due to gender-based stereotypes and that De Niro and Canal... Uh, allowed De Niro's girlfriend, uh, Tiffany Chen, to target her with false accusations about a romantic interest in De De Niro, which led to her being stripped of her job duties in retaliation. Uh, Chen is one of a dozen or so witnesses that may be called uh, by the plaintiff, and Robinson has sued the actor for $12 million in damages for severe emotional distress and reputational harm. Now, there was a little bit more I saw this morning, that according to uh, People magazine, uh, De Niro raised his voice on multiple occasions while providing his testimony. Did he in fact scream liar, horror liar, whore? He did not scream liar, whore, liar, whore, but apparently uh, he admitted, he goes, yeah, fine, I berated her. <laughs> and he also revealed that he may have called Robinson a petulant, snippy, and an effing spoiled brat. However, The Goodfellas actor made a distinction when it came to accusations that he yelled at Robinson. He said, I've raised my voice. I don't yell. You want to dispute that? That's one thing I don't do. And also, uh, this is interesting. um, She accused him of asking her to scratch his back. And also, listen to this, urinating while he was on the phone with her. Hmm. I've peed a bunch of times while I've been on the phone with you guys before. It doesn't matter. I'm peeing right now.
4: Yeah.
8: It's like,
4: (laughs) why not? Um, you got to be free uh, again. This seems like a really gray area. Uh, you know that it does. He's a crappy boss, and I believe that. I believe that he's bad with people who work from. Remember that footage of him dealing with the guy, the limo driver. He's freaking out with the limo driver. Oh, yeah. He came out of the courtroom, but. Is that what is that millions of dollars worth? Right,
8: worthy? No. right.
2: But they had, uh, yeah, they had filed the lawsuit against her initially um, after she left, and you know they said she essentially wasn't doing her job. President, and what also are also using odds? the company credit card on for personal things?
4: Do we have any standing to file our own lawsuit against the both of them just to get the press? Maybe. Yeah, we could. You know, is there president there? Your story causing us to rest.
2: We'll have to look. All right. So I have some audio to go along with this. Uh, or no, no. You know, first, first I'm going to tell you about the uh, the costumes. All that right. That the famous people wore.
4: Because they're better than us in every
2: way. Then I'll have uh, some audio to play. Uh, It does involve Kim Kardashian. But first, I want to talk about her. She shared some pictures of herself with her daughter in Northwest celebrating. uh, They went as characters from the movie Clueless. Uh, They dressed in matching plaid skirts and blazers.
4: A quick thing here. A lot of times you'll see this. There's no way they know the movie Clueless. The kids? Yeah. Right. So, so somebody's. Well, do they? I don't know. I mean, right. you know, the,
2: the, Caroline knows some movies that I'm. I'm surprised to find out. Now okay. I don't know how no. old Northwest is though. Yeah, that's- I
8: mean that's a thing. Like, uh, I, I mean, I was probably four years old, and I I have a picture of it. <laughs> I, I was the unknown comic. I didn't watch the Gong Show at four years. I didn't know who. You know, like I just went as whatever my parents put me.
4: All in. right, maybe at, that's it.
5: At
8: a certain point, though, you do. Uh, wow, she is old enough to make her own decisions. Yeah, she's. We uh, look okay. at a picture of her. She's almost as tall as Kim.
4: Yeah, so. sure she, is. Yeah,
2: she
3: watch watched the movie with yeah. her. Yeah. I don't think I right. saw
2: Then we have Kerry Washington. She debuted her costume as track star uh, Shakari Richardson, who made history last year as the fastest woman in the world. Uh, Nicey Nash Betts went, uh, and Jessica Betts uh, transformed into Jessica Rabbit and uh, the detective from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Heidi Klum, who does these outrageous, oh, yeah. yes. over the top. She's known as a queen of Halloween. She does these crazy costumes. Uh, she, this is a really weird one. She was a, uh, um, a giant
4: peacock, but it was a group of like six or seven people that were involved so in it. Really cool with the costume is she's standing or kneeling on someone whose legs come out yeah. as the peacock's legs. And then when um, the, the, the plume is opened up, it's these people extending oh. their arms. It's pretty wild. There's 10 of them. Yeah. yeah. That made this costume. The, uh, it's crazy. The, the funny thing is her daughter, who's also a model, wore hardly anything and kind of stole the thunder. Oh, really? You, you got to see what the daughter was wearing. Oh, dear Lord. But yeah, the daughter's a professional model as well. And uh, Bradley Cooper
2: and uh, his ex, Arena Shay, because they have a daughter together. Yes. They went out dressed. Uh, they the, the two adults were des- dressed as Rocket Raccoon. But... But they had, like, full body and face like you couldn't tell who they were. They went really? out incognito. You have to imagine he was doing the voice. I would hope yeah, so. Because, because wouldn't that be, man, wow, that's really good. And the daughter went as uh, Taylor Swift. It was a cute outfit that she was wearing. But they you, you wouldn't know that it was him. I guess some yeah. people, maybe paparazzi, followed him and got pictures. And, uh, yeah, so they went out as uh, Rocket Raccoon, which I thought was kind of fun. All right, so Kim. Kardashian, Her latest Skims advertisement, which includes an attempt at making her brand more eco-friendly, is gaining some attention online. Uh, the video, which she shared on her Instagram account, starts out with the reality TV star and fashion mogul discussing our overheating planet. So I'm just going to play this audio. Yeah, first. yeah. All right. It, it, it speaks for itself.
8: Is it vocal fry all the way no, through? No, 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 okay. no. It's right. just
2: what the product is. Yes. Exactly. Okay. The Earth's
7: temperature is getting hotter and hotter. The sea levels are rising ice sheets are shrinking, and I'm not a scientist, but I do believe everyone can use their skill set to do their part. That's why I'm
11: introducing a brand new bra with a built-in nipple, so no matter how hot it is, you'll always look cold. Uh. Some days are hard, but these nipples are harder. And unlike the icebergs,
7: these aren't going anywhere.
10: Uh...
3: Yeah.
2: The Skim's ultimate nipple bra. So it's a nipple
3: bra. All right, so for years, we've been trying to cover them up. Now yeah, right? They're putting them in bras so that if you don't have hard nipples, they can show us they do.
4: Yep. Coming soon, panties with a moose knuckle. Oh, my God.
3: Wow. Uh,
2: now, I have to admit, she looks fantastic in this commercial. <laughs> she knows. I, I do bra. have to admit that. And the nipple bra is pretty sexy. Wow. But I've... Kathy, I've never heard of anything like this I've
3: before. never... Well, okay, so... uh anybody who would get something like that would either be wearing like a sheer bra or doesn't have to wear a bra. So somebody that does have to wear a bra and wants that sexy, you <laughs> can kind of see my nipple. Now there's an option for that you. Is it's pretty
4: really. wild. So do you think we will be seeing camel toe uh
8: Camel no, toe? But camel toe think, underwear? Yeah. I do think we're going to start to see like four nipples yeah. on <laughs> people, right? Yeah. So people who are actually <laughs> rocking some hard diamonds
4: there. So, it'd be, so the question is how, oh so God. wouldn't, would not the bra, in and of itself, have to suppress your normal nipples to avoid your full well, nipple look.
3: It, it, it's not hard to do that. Any, anything yeah. with a slight lining is yeah. gonna do that. Okay. So this um, just has like a little bump where the nipples would be the, in the like bra. A fembot,
4: Preston. This totally. This is great. Yeah. Uh, so the,
3: now, but now I'm gonna go. Thank you.
4: Oh, are those
8: are real? Those, are those
2: real? Yeah. Yeah. Are those nips real? You're just gonna have to kiss. I have prominent <laughs> nipples. So My, mine funny. are always hard. I like no matter, no matter what I wear. If it's thin, you're gonna see. Can you do a commercial? I could. <laughs> Look at these nips. Oh. It's so hard all the time.
3: Oh my! Are like, they
4: okay? Are they no, available? Oh. and no. my nips are so hard.
2: <laughs> I can't help it. Don't hate me because my nipples are hard.
4: My nipples are very sensitive.
2: Uh, she also noted that 10% of the sales from this bra will be donated to... Nipples Across America? No, 1% for the planet. Oh. An organization that helps businesses take responsibility for their environmental impact by committing to donating at least 1% of annual sales directly mm-hmm. to environmental organizations. All
4: charities that deal with nipples.
2: Yep. Uh, so, I have some sad news after the nipple story. General Hospital star Tyler Christopher passed away. He was 50 years old. Uh, the official General Hospital Instagram account uploaded a statement from producer Frank Val- uh, Valentini who honored the late soap opera star and said, I'm heartbroken over the news of Tyler Christopher's passing. He was kind, an incredible actor, and a dear friend who is beloved by our GH family and fans of Nicholas uh, Cassidine.
4: He was married to Eva Longoria.
2: Was, was he? Yeah,
4: for a while. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Now, I don't know how he passed, but... Uh, so they say it was a heart attack, President, he'd had, he'd had some drinking issues?
2: Aww. Well, his, his co-star, uh, Maurice Bernard... Uh, took to Instagram said, Tyler was a sweet soul and wonderful friend all, to all those who knew him. Tyler was an advocate for better mental health and substance abuse treatment who openly yeah. spoke about his struggles with bipolar depression and alcohol. So when I hear things like that, you know, I wonder if it was... Self inflicted or something yeah. like that. But
4: I, I didn't see there wasn't
2: in the story I read there wasn't any details.
4: But as Casey has pointed out, if if you run your body down and you you know, that that the damage to the heart from alcoholism or for yeah. anything that you're overindulging in yep. um, you know can come back to haunt you later on. Yeah, most so, definitely. Yep. Um so let me see what else I have here for. Oh yeah, uh, back to the, the
2: Jenner sphere for a moment, the uh, the oh. whole Kardashian clan and sphere and all that because yeah. to full stop. Yeah. So I have a story about uh, Travis Barker and uh, Courtney... Realign the dilithium crystals. Uh, And uh, Courtney Kardashian's baby boy. Uh, He slipped and divulged the name Uh of the baby. Uh, He was on a podcast. He was talking to Toby Morse and uh, he said uh, as well as... he, He divulged the name of the baby as well as when they're expecting to welcome him to the world. He said there's a benefit for Hawaii that we're going to, but it's the week that Rocky is due. Rocky!
4: Oh, yes, for
2: real? Oh. For
10: real.
2: That's right. Uh, the blank The blank one eighty two drummer said. Uh, Barker also revealed that uh, Rocky is due on Halloween.
5: Uh, was I born yet or
2: what? Uh, so I guess that was yesterday. It's
5: like I've been waiting like a billion
2: years. Yeah. So uh, Morris replied, "Come on, dude, you couldn't have planned that any better." And he said, "I know. It's either Halloween or like the first week of November." Yeah, so. If it's really
4: Rocky, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So my uh, friend. A, a long time friend growing up his first name was Rocky and he despised it so he went by his second name Nicholas okay yeah
2: but it, because of the movies
4: or... I think so I think it yeah. was yeah. part of it. he really was not a Rocky type he was a, he was more like a, a, a Woody Allenish type do we yeah. have any
2: of, a, of the baby crying uh, you know
4: Rocky oh is what I'm saying never mind <laughs> okay <laughs>
8: Rocky baby crying
2: I don't know what No you're Rocky crying uh oh. they, yeah we had that over the top uh, oh, crying yes. clip of him yeah, when, well, uh, when it Mickey, Mickey died. died in fact that's where no that's not where Doya came from <laughs> Doia came from uh the whole <laughs> Really? Reindeer, Rantler, saying, don't worry
4: about a case. It's all good. Uh, I, well, I think I want to hear it now. Well, is it one I of mean, everything clips? disappearing. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I'm scared.
2: Uh, Meg Ryan doesn't think that she's the best at being a celebrity. Uh, the actress told so her, her, her. wrong. Entertainment Tonight in an interview uh, published yesterday, she said, I have to say, I don't think I was a very good famous person. I just don't think I'm a good celebrity. Is this all because <laughs> this movie's coming out? Because a yeah, lot of Meg, Meg Ryan stuff, yeah. Yeah, so she's, she's making she's the rounds yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Uh, she added, I just don't... Always felt a little bit like life was over, like outside this little bubble. She said, "Outside some sort of membrane." And I remember you cars closing like expensive cars and then you don't hear the outside anymore you're roped off in that part of thing and i just knew that it's just not the hell are you talking about good for an artist or creative person to have limited life in a way to oh draw god. from god i know a lot of it's verbal a little, diarrhea a little bit of rambling there yeah. so it sounds like ramble. yep so, uh, Deadline reports that Winona Judd is going to be joining The Voice for its 24th season. Uh, NBC announced yesterday, uh, that the No One Else on Earth singer will join Judge's, uh, Neal Horan, I don't really know.
4: Oh, from uh, the boy band. Was he One Direction?
2: Okay. Uh, John Legend and Reba McIntyre and Gwen Stefani as a mega mentor.
4: He's a, She's a mega mentor? Yes. What yeah. does that mean? Superpowers? She's
2: the second country music star to join the show since Blake Shelton left last season. What about Reba McIntyre? Yeah, what about Reba McIntyre? Exactly? Shop liver? It's the country music star. <laughs> Shut show. up. Yeah, liar whore, liar whore. So you know yeah, it. she's she's gonna be a part of it, but as a mega mentor. And I don't know how that show works. Is there a know. super ultra mega mentor? If there's a regular mentor and mega mentors. Uh, I don't really know what. And what the story about the is. dementos? The the, the mentors. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're gonna go to the clips now. So oh. let's get to that. Sorry, case. Inspector's Son is an animated mystery film about a spider detective who boards a plane to go on vacation when a murder on his flight draws him into a plot that threatens both the human and bug worlds. Uh, Here, director Julio Soto-Girpidi... Yeah. Uh talks about the biggest challenge when making this movie. You know, I, I found fascinating the, the world of insects. You know, since I was a child I was always in love with, with insects and you know I, I was never afraid of spiders or anything like that, like a lot of people do. So one of the the challenges of the movie was to actually make the the spiders, you know, cute and and nice so that everybody would love them and everything. So that, that was the biggest challenge of the movie, you know.
0: What the f
5: is it?
2: Inspector Sun is out in theaters now. Here's our next clip. The new comedy Sick Girl Thick. is about a woman who feels her closest friends slipping away so she lets loose with a little white lie that snowballs, snowballs into a colossal, life-altering event. And here, director and writer Jennifer Cram, who was just in our studio, talks about the inspiration of writing this
4: movie.
3: So I wrote this about ten years ago. I was going through like a similar thing in my life. God, does she have a Where's Philly she
4: Where's she <laughs> from? Yeah, North Philly, man. It the sounds-
3: girls in the story are with my friends. We'd all grown up together and we were getting, we were, you know, in our 30s we were starting to get married and have kids. It was the first time that we had really ever been faced with these challenges.
6: I didn't really know what was going to happen with our friendship. Yeah.
4: Sick Girl is now available to rent on Prime. Uh, funny, last night trick-or-treating press and two parents or two adults that came up had uh, were friends with Jennifer. Oh, like, no, in, in no, no kidding. Area.
2: I heard her on your show Oh, yeah, oh, that's she was, great. It was very cool. Excellent. So hopefully she had a great
7: uh, Halloween as well. <laughs> Are so, we going to um, get the Lyle answer before the break?
2: Uh, oh, well, Lyle I'm... Lovett. We were trying to, if, if you're just tuning in, <laughs> uh, Casey was trying to pull up some music from Lyle Lovett, and he typed it into our system. We don't have any Lyle Lovett, but he said a band did come up. And he would give us $20 if we could name what band it was. All right,
4: I'm going to guess. Okay.
2: The
8: Lyle Wagners? It is not the Lyle Wagners. And I think maybe I threw you guys off because uh, it's just the word Lyle in oh. the middle of this other word. It's it's not a name, Lyle. And uh, the name of the band is? Oh, Flyleaf. F-L-Y-L-E-A-F. Oh, I would never have guessed that. No, I never Flyleaf. would
2: have gotten that. Mm-hmm. What was the name of their Somewhat sick. I'm
4: looking
8: at... I know the band Twilight? Flyleaf, but like... Is I'm it looking You Raise at, Me Up? Uh, no, I'm looking a at... a song be- called
2: I'm So Thick. Sick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Case. Yeah, no, I, I, I so don't. Good. I don't remember. Sorry to interrupt. I think I have a temperature. All right. Uh, all right, well, anyway... Uh, all questions answered
4: yes. there you go. at the end of this particular break. All family business will be reconciled.
2: Uh, we are going to give away something right now. We have a pair of tickets for the number one rated Birds Home Tailgate this Sunday at Live Casino before the Birds take on Dallas. And we can set you up with top shelf all you can eat food and drink. Uh, E-Rock as the DJ. Hollis Thomas will be there as a the Birds ambassador. And Philly Sports Trips are your host. Nice. So how about we take caller number 23 yeah! at 215-263-WMMR. You have to be at least 21 years of age in order to win. And don't forget, you can visit phillysportstrips.com to grab your spot. But let's set you up with one for free right now. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, we have an announcement coming up around 8 a.m. that we're very excited about.
6: We'll be back in a moment. Tomorrow from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Iron Oven. 1134 Street Road in Southampton with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Buffalo tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy 325 Bud Light drafts and $14 buckets.
2: We have not, it's been a little while, we have not strolled the campus of the Just Saying Institute. Oh my God! In a bit. Sometimes it's weekly, uh,
4: but it's been a little while. It gets difficult. Sometimes to get back there because first off it's such a huge facility, getting in and out is a pain in the ass. Yes, uh, but it's a it's a wonderful place. And we the home of the band names that contain the name of Lyle Research Center. <laughs>
2: We have everything at the Just San This It's Institute. astonishing. Uh, there's some good stuff to share uh, with you guys in this. is These are uh, studies and uh, scientific and medical and uh, theoretical and all kinds of uh, information that's compiled at the Just San Institute, the JSI, as yeah. call it. M- information you can use on a daily basis. If you have a blocked or runny nose, this is one you could use um, on a daily basis. Uh, if you've been blowing your nose with full force from both nostrils simultaneously... You've been doing it wrong, according to a doctor
3: wait i don't even yeah I don't even know how to do it through both.
2: um, you have you to mean? hold
3: one side and then the other, right yeah, that's what yeah. I
2: do, and do it would be- gently,
3: hold on, okay. All right. <laughs>
2: You don't think it would be possible to do both at the same time? No,
3: okay, I guess it is. It is. Yeah. But I hold. I will normally hold one side and then the other.
2: So, Dr. Uh, Anna Neon. N- 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 can I have that when you're done, Kathy? Yes, here.
5: Uh, <laughs> you're going to borrow her tissue. I, mean,
2: I know, I, sometimes I, Kathy will be in the office and <laughs> she'll blow a chunky one. I'll be like, hmm. Can I have some of that? What, wanna,
3: when the hell has that ever happened? <laughs>
2: I've said that before. It's been a while, but I'll, Just after your fart, usually. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring it back to you. You roll it up in your sleeve now, Kathy uh so the doctor claimed too much force can cause nosebleeds and dizziness meanwhile one leading expert claimed an incorrect method can in extreme cases lead to fractures in the nose i wonder if anybody listening's ever had a fracture just from blowing their nose uh, i remember a
4: friend of mine uh, he blew his nose so hard he burst a blood vessel yeah oh, i believe it. that could happen yeah yep uh, you know what i have not really had to blow my nose in years because of the uh, so, Neil it, it,
3: It's so moisturized in yeah, there. And yeah, yeah, you don't really. It, it, I,
4: I don't get a buildup.
3: I had to teach Jace for like the longest time. Kid didn't know how to blow his nose. And I had to like teach him. I was like, okay, we're going to breathe in. I was like, you're going to hold your mouth closed. Yeah. I was like, hold, hold your breath. I go, and then we're just going <laughs> to blow out of the nose through one nostril. Right. But he like couldn't figure it out for the longest time. Okay.
2: I I try not to ever blow my nose. I, I only blow it if it's absolutely necessary. Uh, I will admit I do kind of, you know, if I've got some some, you know, some boogers in yeah, there, you jam your finger just, up just there and kind of grab them out and and, and do that. Yeah. Um, but and Casey does too cuz I'm witness to it. Yeah. But I the reason I don't blow my nose is it doesn't uh, it'll it, it messes with my ears. Uh yeah.
8: yeah.
2: Uh you know with your sinuses. Well, yeah, you get like my the air son, pressure. My son Carter when he blows his nose, he's one of those that makes that <laughs> Like that really oh, loud. Uh, my brother. How do you
4: do that? It, yeah. Elephants would, would come running <laughs> towards that. house. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't... It's-
3: it sounds like it
4: hurts to me.
5: But yeah. then this
3: would work for you, Preston. Like, I think if you yeah, did it lightly, lightly and yeah. one side, then the other side, that might help with the pressure in your you know, it's, it's almost like
4: a, well, you, you are a trained scuba diver, right? I mean, you, yes. you, you, so this, when you're, you're blowing air out, right, when you're, mm-hmm. your, your mask, is it the same? Well, no. So you, you equalize. Can you blow your nose underwater? You equalize. You squeeze your nose right. and you blow out.
2: And right. then that, uh, um that uh that uh, fixes the pressure that that you actually get some relief from, but I also have a deviated septum, and I think that's part of it so oh, I do so as well yeah, yeah. so one is partially one one of the nostrils is is partially blocked all the time, <laughs> uh so I think I have an issue with that um so apparently yeah when you when you have a um uh, an issue with your nose. We have an irritated nasal passage. Uh, it triggers an overproduction of mucus, and the nasal passages can narrow, makes it slightly harder to breathe through your nose. Uh, it says that they they recommend you blow without excessive force, from one nostril at a time to reduce pressure in the sinuses. Blowing too hard can put blood vessels in the nose under so much pressure that they burst. Like your friends. Yeah, leave. there you go. Uh, however, these types of nosebleeds usually stop on their own and don't require medical attention. On top of that, it can also affect the ears and sinuses, both of which are involved. in pressure regulation. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. Uh, A forceful blowing in the nose can trigger a rapid change in pressure behind the eardrum, which can cause pain in the ears and, in rare cases, a ruptured eardrum. Some people (sighs) may also find that they get dizzy from blowing their nose with excessive force, and that's because blowing too hard can put pressure on the bones in the inner ear, that area controls your balance. So you can actually get dizzy from blowing your nose. So they're saying to take it easy.
4: Right. So when you expel air from your nose in this way, they call it blowing your nose. However, when you fart they won't say you're blowing your ass. You're blowing your ass.
8: Well, sometimes they say blow it out your ass. Blow yes, it out true. Your ass. That's yeah. true. That's true. I stand corrected.
2: All right, so keep that in mind as you're blowing your nose. Just a little tidbit of information from the Justine Institute. All right, let's see, see, information you can use. Yep. All right, how about this? A recent study
4: found that anger could actually help you with challenging goals. So, for example, you're screaming liar whore at someone. That can help you achieve a goal. If yes. you have a goal that particular day and there's a whore
10: <laughs> and they're yes. lying,
6: Liar, whore! Liar, whore! You know it! Young I got some goals help. to achieve. So <laughs> are a whore.
2: So, <laughs> and has, has that whore lied? <laughs> um, so, a thousand participants were shown images meant to elicit certain emotions and then were given challenging tasks. Those who were angry were more likely to achieve their goals than those who were neutral.
4: However, anger is also associated with a willingness to cheat, too. So, I have found that anger... Uh, can be a motivator for goal achieving like uh, the a little bit of the I'll show them okay uh I, I find it it is good to have a perceived at least in my case enemy or hill to battle up mm. uh it it does help you know i think and that and that, that is a motivator so can you give an example of the type of goal we're talking about here? Um, uh, 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 well, even like...
2: Project a, or... Pro-
4: well, like, uh, professionally, you know, ratings and and, and and working on the show and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I don't know if the application would be like, I'm going to... Well, uh, I'm going to get this IKEA piece of furniture built, goddammit, and right. achieve this goal. Um, but there, there, me... is, there is a different kind of anger. Because for me personally, anger,
2: I think, can makes it more difficult to achieve a goal if, if, I'm, if I'm frustrated
4: with that goal. You know what I mean? Are, does it, Here's my thing. I, yes, I completely know what you mean. It will spur me on to get into that position where I can perhaps with a more level head if that makes any sense. Like, all right, I'll just, you know, I'm, I'm going to take that jump forward and then maybe as I'm in the actual Goal that I want to achieve or getting to it, I'm going to be a little bit more even keel. But mm. I think that initial jump is usually can be helped by a little bit of, all right, let's do this. Right.
2: Okay. Researchers working with the American Psychological Association suggest a range of emotions, including anger, is uh, preferable to constant happiness.
4: No, really? I don't. I don't agree. I'd rather be happy. I'd be really be like to be happy It'd a be lot, nice all the time. And no, it's great. You get twisted up. You have sort of bowel issues. Yeah, <laughs> as a, you know, yeah.
2: As a, just a, a, a an underlying sense of yeah, absolutely some, uh, of
4: a hatred. Yeah. And, you know, sure it might <laughs> be like bobcat Goldthwait.
7: Yeah. I know that it's a, a movie obviously but the 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 emotions in inside out all serve a purpose right yes. yeah. so i think about lewis black as anger serving a purpose within that child and and there are different uh, versions of anger in, in all of the characters in that movie and they they accomplish something when they, they mean when something. They go to those emotions, yeah. yeah
4: there's, that, a, there's an. Oh, sorry, President. I was just saying that movie is brilliant. It really in, is. In how it it tackles the nuances of our emotions, it is just spot on. Do you remember the uh, the episode of the original Star Trek? It was called The Enemy Within, where Kirk transports back up and it splits him into two people. One is one is the kinder. Uh, Kirk, and the other one is the the, the more animalistic. Uh, but they the point is is that Kirk's decision abilities mm-hmm. lie in that. Character a little yes. bit. And so, th- in other words, you have to accept those elements of who you are that make you who you are. Yeah. Even maybe the less desirable ones. And and
2: in Inside Out, towards the end, and as a little bit of a spoiler, but you know, uh, but how the how the emotions, uh, you know, those core memories, yes. they become oh. not only just joy, but they become a mix of joy and sadness together. The rep. Oh, it's so and beautiful. I'm it's so beautiful. I'm about it. that
4: whole, yeah, that whole final sequence. Is it's just w- rip you up. Just wonderful.
2: Um, so, yeah, they're saying, uh, that anger can result in some of the best outcomes. So, Right before you start a project, uh, have someone kick you in the nuts. In the balls. Or it's other uh, sensitive areas. Cat, you know maybe who is? You flick your nipple or something like that, and <laughs> then you'll do a better job.
4: <laughs> they used to call Hitler Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky. Because he was then, always so angry. And then yeah. look
2: at that. And look at that. It all fell the hell. All right, let's see what else we have here at the Just Saying Institute. This was kind of interesting. I've never heard of this before. Research from uh, Brigham Young University found about something called organizational ghosts okay I'm scared now you don't have to be a scared because okay. there's a this is not a uh, a, a spiritual type a of ghost scared Organizational ghosts of CEOs stay in a company long after that leader has left. I see what you're saying. Yes, so an organizational ghost is the idea that a company must do something that a former leader would have done. For example, executives at Disney may think of Walt Disney's legacy in their
4: decision-making. What you're saying is that there are... Formless apparitions that float around a building, up. just like that. And sometimes they <laughs> knock things over, <laughs> and right? And they'll throw things around, right? They you know? will cause records to play in midair using no. a compass. No, no. um, <laughs> uh, so, so the um, the the, the spirit, if yes. you will, of the of the um, of the the, the the corporate leader. I would
2: imagine it probably is is more prominent in uh, creators, people who have like Steve a, Jobs, like Steve Jobs, Steve exactly. Jobs. like, um, like yeah. What would he have His done? His spirit it permeates apple. Uh, Walmart employees may invoke the spirit of Sam Walton, and Coco Chanel still
4: inspires fashion choices. As so much as we like inspire fashion these days. We do? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Coco Chanel. Uh, so President according... to President
2: Steve. Uh, Jeff, Kathy's, uh Jewelry Line. Jeff Bednar, <laughs> one of the researchers, said, it fascinated me uh, the impact and influence a leader could have on an organization, an organization even after they're gone. Uh, he said that uh, new leaders need to be especially conscious of of those that have gone before them as they are making decisions that affect others in
4: organizations. The last thing you want to be have happen to you is to be called into the ghost's office. Oh,
7: no. Yeah, yeah. Right.
4: So I wonder if, like, Mr. Snyder at the Flyers, oh, abs- yeah.
8: if his...
2: Guaranteed, yeah. that's it. He still echoes in the hall. Yeah. Sure. In and fact, it, you
7: know, uh, so much so that um, I think the organization got away from it for a few years. And uh, they noticed it. And so they, they're, like, bringing him back, bringing, like, some of um,
4: the museum, little museum
8: that they have. Yeah,
7: like, yeah. The, some of the direction that he brought to the organization when he was in charge.
8: And uh, so George Tishman from Tishman Spire yeah. hated um, soap dispensers that worked. Yes. <laughs> so, that. so there are okay. soap dispensers <laughs> on this floor yeah. that they haven't fixed for <laughs> seven, eight, nine years. Casey... Has been
2: chomping at the bit to talk about the fact <laughs> George Tishman that yeah.
5: the <laughs> <He> <laughs> hates Tishman Spire soap dispensers.
2: by the way, Tishman Spires owns our building. Yeah, okay. So Casey has just been <laughs> dying to talk about the fact that the soap dispensers, some of the soap dispensers in the bathrooms don't
8: work. The one down the hall, uh, what is that, the east <laughs> lobby, uh, hasn't yeah. worked for I would say no less than five years. You know and why? probably been more.
4: Because it's sports talk,
3: and they don't wash their hands.
8: Yeah, but the one here stopped working months and months ago,
3: and... Well, but you have two in there, or... Yeah, two. There, there's two. And just one is broke. Just
4: one is okay. broken, right. yes. It's it, not... Yeah. By the way, you always forget which one it is, and you always wash your hands the other side. Well, you
8: know what, though? It, it does help that it's both the right one. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Really, I didn't, yeah, oh, no, I so if it that. was the right on the one and the left on the other, like, I'd be, you know, doing that dance every single time, but
2: so yeah, we have, uh, so we, have fix these, it! we have these auto dispensers, and it senses your hand, and it spits it out. And it looks oddly; it looks Sexual. like a penis kind of. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, we want uh, George Tishman, the spirit of George Tishman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to work on uh, getting the soap dispensers <laughs> fixed around here. If you,
4: when you think talk about your your um, uh, Nick about it, when they stray from the vision, sometimes they it ends up being a calamitous decision. Uh, like Apple, that was a, yeah. they yeah. they moved away uh, from Steve Jobs
7: and and his methodology and his vision, and they paid for it. You know, they kind of have uh, done it with the Phillies over the last few years. John Middleton has been sort of the face of the organization, and uh, people follow. His lead and look. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but the team has been doing better, yeah. and and I think that's part of you know part of the reason why.
2: So it's called organizational ghosts, uh, and I'm sure there are people listening right now that that hear their uh, certain names echoed in the halls of uh, wherever you may you know call
4: uh, your work home.
2: And, uh, and we just that, had
4: this conversation, Preston, that that in the in the, the founding fathers of WMMR, that the slogan now is put the deal back in radio. <laughs> Put the deal back in Dio. radio. Dio. Oh, the do back in
2: radio. It's <laughs> no. ah, a while back in Philly. Uh, so anyhow, I thought that was an interesting. Point. It is interesting. All right, let's see what else we have here. All right, this is even more interesting. Oh yeah uh, And I was happy to see this. Uh, scientists found that people who submerged themselves in a hot tub uh, for half an hour experienced a major cardiovascular
4: and mental health boost, which rivaled running. So this is interesting in light, especially of Matthew Perry's situation we're talking about being in a in a hot tub mm. and the, the physical re- reaction to it. Yeah. You're saying on the whole, it's a very beneficial thing. Yes.
2: The team at Coventry University studied 20 healthy participants aged 26 to 60. They measured their heart rate, blood pressure, blood flow, anxiety, salivary cortisol, mood and thermal perception and did a follow-up questionnaire. Three half-hour sessions were completed in a lazy spa Mallorca Hydrojet Pro Mm. at the same time over three separate days. Following immersion, blood flow to the legs increased by 345% on average, which is about the same as after a 30-minute jog. Uh, Heart rates also shot up by an average of 31 beats per minute, which works out roughly equivalent to a brisk walk. That's pretty wild. And blood pressure dropped significantly, which the author said also happens when running and is favorable to everyone, but especially those
4: with existing heart disease as it's associated with fewer heart attacks and strokes. So, one can make a case for getting a the medicinal benefits of a hot tub. Yeah. and why it's outlandish. Even uh, a swim spa. Yeah, a swim a, a swimming swimming, spa. Yeah. exactly.
8: <laughs> well, George Spire also wished that I would never have a swim spa. Well, his, his yeah. dream has come true. Yeah. Uh there
2: were also considerable mental health advantages. Salivary cortisol levels, which indicate stress, dropped by 22% as happens when exercising. Hmm. Continuously high cortisol has been linked with uh, several long-term health conditions, including weight gain, type 2 diabetes, muscle weakness, and severe fatigue. And gurning. Uh, and gurning, <laughs> making ugly faces.
6: <laughs> the participants also t- okay, stop, my, my, my high.
2: demonstrated a 10% reduction in anxiety levels, similar to a speedy stroll. Uh, and previous studies suggested that long-term anxiety increases the risk of irritable bowel syndrome, migraines, insomnia, weight gain, a whole bunch of stuff.
4: Do you think there are any benefits to remaining sedate and eating scones Oh, there has to be. There has to be because right? that's <laughs> enjoyable. It
2: seems so good. Uh, uh, so they hope that their work will help those who are less mobile or
4: unable to exercise uh, consider hydrotherapy. So there are two things know. I wanted to get. I wanted to get the hot tub for um, for a while when we we're getting the pool installed, and, and uh, I just won't go into the elaborate story behind that. <laughs> but the, between the hot tub and the um, the what they I guess their UV. Rooms they use the yeah yeah you've seen yep. them mm-hmm. they're sort yeah. of like dry spas they're yes not, and um, they're supposed to be amazing for that that blood flow thing that you know where, where your 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 body is uh, so we have a thing called the the beamer which is not a BMW but it's it's a pad oh
5: yeah, yeah uh, Dr, yeah, yeah, Dr.
4: Yeah. Rosenpin turned us on to it and you lay on this thing and, and it it is uh, gets sort of um, blood flow into the into the capillaries oh. I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if working. it's a placebo, <laughs> psychosomatic, but um, I have noticed when I've, and there's a, like a pad you can concentrate if you have a little bit yeah. of an injury. I have noticed, however it's working, whether it's, I'm convincing myself, I believe it's working. Because yeah. you don't
3: feel anything.
4: You don't feel anything. Yeah. In fact, Kathy, there is a device that you can hold that proves proves to you that it's on. Oh. You know, Because he, you can't he, tell. You can't tell.
7: Yeah. Well, speaking of the hots, my dad uh, did physical therapy, and he did pool therapy, and it was really effective for him because he didn't have, have to put any weight on his legs. He was having some knee issues. And then Preston, he did that anti-gravity machine yeah. that they oh, have it, it, um, at Trinity, Trinity which yep. is, Steve, I did a little bit of it as it's well. Cool. It's really cool. Like It envelops you in this sort of bubble, and it's it uh, supports your weight. So yeah. if you have uh, leg issues or ankle issues or whatever, um, you can exercise. You can get movement going without putting any weight on your feet or your legs. It's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, so who was <clears throat> who was working out with that?
4: Um, uh, made, made all the news because um, oh, yeah, Jeremy the, Renner. Jeremy Renner, yeah, right, yeah. Jackson, yeah They had yeah. they showed it. And it was the, uh, like a space age contraption. It looks wild. You
8: know what else they have in? Um, Do you ever hear like a swim spa? Do you ever hear of those things? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: they, supposedly, if you're looking for the healthiest thing you can get for your family, a swim spa. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, that's it. And in fact, it's been suggested, I don't know if this is true, that um, in cases where someone is reticent to do that in the family, yeah. it means they have a secret loathing
8: for their family. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. But I I'll heard have it makes to look your penis bigger. Wow. Yeah. Then
4: maybe we should just just look think, into that. Just talking about it. I'm, it's working on me right now. But the point I'm
8: trying to make here is they actually have uh, treadmills at the bottom of them. So oh, yeah, Yes. Yeah. So if you are, um, you know, suffering with like bad knees or ankles or, you know, having that, that constant weight and pressure going right. down on that, having a treadmill at the bottom of your swim spa. It'd be excellent. I was happy to see this information, though,
2: about a hot tub, <clears throat> the warmth of the hot tub, relaxing your muscles. You love them, right? All yeah. the stuff I do. And, and, and because with this, uh, the other side of things, the super-duper cold, you know, quick baths that people are taking up, I just... I, and, and I get it. I understand mm. that it, that why it works. But I just, the shock of that cold water, forget it, man. Uh-huh. So I it,
4: just can't it, it do is It is the trendy thing now. It is. I, I, yeah. Even, I think, Kate Middleton says she enjoys doing it. That's
2: too much
4: uh, for me. Now, I've done it, um, you know, with the polar bear plunge, which is, you know, going in. But the, the notion of doing that, who do we talk to has one? I took, um, some, Chef Br- uh, Brian, Duffy. Brian. Brian Duffy. Brian Duffy. Yeah. 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 Swears know. by it.
3: I did it a bunch of times this summer. What did you uh, think? I, I mean I really liked it but when you get like the the temperature that heat that Brian Duffy got his down to it's tough like I, you know to get
4: it that Cold,
3: right? Well, well, t- well, yeah. I mean, you can you can get it. To, I mean, you throw ice in there yeah, or, or mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm saying to sit in there for as long as he does at that temperature, it's tough.
8: Yeah, I'll take the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, I um, I mean, my my body hurts right now for right. some reason. You know, I I did a nice number on myself yesterday. Well, no, 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 not that. But like, I at the gym that I go to, they have a, a hot tub, but I don't want to sit there with me and Madge and, you know. Right, <laughs> and
4: what, whatever else is floating up on their
8: cooter. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's... <gasps> did you just say that? Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. Okay. Um, but it's... Okay. What, is that an apple? <laughs> Uh, I used to soak in the hot tub uh, like after every workout, and I, I don't do that anymore. It's just not relaxing. I, you know what I mean. I feel like you're I need a this.
2: very sociable guy, though. I find that interesting.
8: Nobody talks to each other in those
2: okay. places. Yeah, yeah, all right. God, God when, your- when I was a kid, my family we belonged to a country club, and that's when you know hot tubs and, and that, that was all new. right, oh, you know? right. But the thing was, it was in the men's. Now it wasn't a fancy joint. Oh, okay. It was in, it was in the men's uh, locker room, oh. and everybody went in. Start, naked, t- totally naked. Like, come on,
4: come no. on. that was never my. Ma- and no. I was,
2: dude. I was like, yeah, fourth grade, fifth grade, oh. naked with full grown men in there. Yeah. yeah.
4: The best. Okay, I'm
2: okay. probably okay. repressing something.
4: Also, <laughs> what's your I, name, just, little tot? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, you got a deep voice, well, I'm little tot. Something happened. You're just like I... a little man. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs>
8: um, all right, so I got to bring this up to you guys because I, I, I walked into the locker room uh, late last week, and this is what I noticed, and and I feel like that this is a faux pas. And I see people, you know, sitting their bare asses down on the benches. I yeah. see people shaving and you know doing all sorts of stuff. And but this dude was using. The community hair
4: dryer to dry his ballsack.
10: Yeah, that was like that's had.
4: actually quite common. Yeah. I'll, I'll see people complain <laughs> about that. You'll see it pop up on social
2: I media. Mean, Come on, old guy. Yeah. it's not doing anything to the hair dryer. I know, but you don't want to see that. No, you don't want to see that. You know? Stop it. I told you we were at the Philadelphia Country Club, and we were playing an out, and I came around a corner. The dude had dropped something, and he was in a three-point stance, <laughs> buck naked, and I uh, saw a
4: brown eye, man, uh, right as I rounded that corner. Yeah. Why does anyone uh, think anyone wants to see know. that? I, don't know. I And there's <laughs> definitely a level of exhibitionism Put your involved underwear in on and, and then pick up what You'll
8: you draw. walk in, and you're bumping. like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's my brown, brown eye, eye girl, girl right there. <laughs>
2: All right, well, anyhow, hot tubs are good for you. (laughs) All right, let me see. I do have, uh, I think, one more that we can get to. uh, And I found this kind of interesting. Uh, Yeah, let's go with this one. Um, If you host uh, some people, guests. Yes. um, uh, unexpected guests? Not not unexpected. Right. Actually, expected. Uh, the question is, do you have hosting anxiety? Oh
7: man! And do you really? No, my fiance does. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. My so my it says here,
2: seventy one percent of Americans, Nick, need a day to prepare for oh, yeah. guests. Oh, one
4: on, of yeah. the one of the biggest fights my wife and I ever got <laughs> into was over ho- my hosting anxiety. Oh yeah. Because I I as a non drinker, I didn't realize that if you just provide booze, oh everybody. You're set. Yeah. So yeah. I, my thing is, what if they don't have a good time? What if they? What if it's not a good time? What if we run out of food? And my wife is like, D- you know, don't worry. And she obviously was uh, a sane person, right? And I'm a lunatic. Well, I don't think so. But, I, I think that that's normal. I yeah, the study's proving. But since then, I, um, you know, now I love. I love throwing parties. Okay, I, I love doing. So you've come around. I've come around. I, I get it now. I love to see people having a good. I go. I go into Gatsby mode. Well, that's that, interesting yeah. because
7: my my Andrea is like you used to be, Steve. She, <laughs> right. She has the fear of it. Uh, but my ex wife loved hosting. So right. Like she she loved having people over. Would love to get prepared for it. Feeding people like the th- the mindset that you're in now. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have parties now because Andrea just oh, gets wow. anxious about it. it, it would,
4: would, trust me, I, I know exactly what she's feeling. And once you get. You know, the, once you realize that that the people are there b- because they they like you in general, what? and also if you feed them and give them some some booze, you're you're good. And then I, you just sort of curate the evening. So we, our holiday party is usually about fifty fifty five people yeah. at, our, at our house. And it, it moves of its own yeah. momentum. And, you you know, for some reason, the perception is you've got to be Blackstone up there doing magic tricks. No, you just let the party happen.
3: So, okay, at first I've, I thought um, you were going to talk about sort of how I feel, but it's not anxiety. I, I like to host. I um, do a good job at it. So I, it's not like it makes me nervous or anything. Like right. i
4: imagine you do a hell of a job. But
3: the stress that... I go through to host because I know that I'm a good host and I know what people expect of me. Like I I actually had my brothers come over one time and they were like, "Wait, where's the whatever? Or did you get? Oh, you set the bar high. I Mm -hmm. set the bar high, and now it's like every party, every house, like anything that's hosted, it's like there's got to be like I had a we had a pumpkin carving, right, right, just little gathering.
4: Until everyone stopped coming.
3: But I was like, normally I would make like little, I don't know, a little, yeah. like I would peel all of the clementines and then stick a little yeah. uh, green stem in it so they could have a little pumpkin to snack on or, you know, like uh-huh. I made all those little things. I made little Santa um, skewers with fruit skewers. And, and with the marshmallow ones. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stuff I completely like know. That.
4: And that, that adds on a whole So So Claire would do the same thing with with little, um, like the gifts for, for guests and then what's going to be the gift and what are we going to do? A lot of that, uh, if... <laughs> So when you weigh it out, if you can get a – like a, a catered in some way, right, with somebody cool. you like.
3: Right. Yeah. You know, I'm not for, talking. Right.
4: <laughs> yeah. In you, other you, words, and if they – That's not if if where they, the stress they, comes <laughs> from. But <laughs> if they can provide a lot of that and, and you can – you know what I'm saying? It, it limit, yeah. take, take stuff off – because a lot of times if you're purchasing and, and the food and making it yourself and if you if you crunch the numbers, as Jackie Bamba would say yeah. – um. It ends up being about the same, no,
3: but like even even if I'm, uh, you know, not cooking and I'm, I'm catering, like the the plates and the silverware have oh, to match. Okay. And you, you, you go full the,
2: Martha Stewart. Yeah, like the, the right.
3: napkins have to match the plates. So just a
2: <laughs> couple of numbers, and we have to take a break. Seventy-one percent uh, need a day to prepare for guests. Eighteen percent feel they never have enough seating. Fourteen percent worry about having food for everyone. And this is the interesting one. 31 percent worry so much about their guests that they forget to enjoy
4: themselves oh, totally. at their own yep.
3: party oh, and I've me. had that
4: happen for sure.
2: Yeah, that's
3: me. For so sure. you're
4: not alone That that, that was the That was the critical thing in deciding that we it's better to bring in people if you're going to do something like that because um, If like, you can afford it. Claire, yeah. yeah, and obviously you know, and you can do it in all sorts of different ways. You get to the the local deli, you know, to put together platters or whatever but if if you can free you know, yourself from the kitchen so you can enjoy your own damn party yeah, you know, that's cool. Potluck. Look. Have people bring in
5: potluck. Yeah. <laughs>
4: All right, that's it. We're
2: done at the at the JSI, but thank you for stopping by. And hopefully, you learned a thing or two. It's like uh, it's like uh, Fat Albert. <laughs> it is I Fat Albert. If you learned something
4: um, without the wine.
2: Yeah. So with that, we are going to take a break. Because when we come back, an announcement, some information to share with you that we're very excited about, and we will have that along with the Bazaar file. And then shortly after that, our buddy Derek Pitts from the Franklin Institute stopping by, and Mr. Chris Tucker, yes, is going to be on the show today. So we got a lot going on. We'll be back in a moment.
1: Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the
6: list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding.
0: Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme.
12: Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, ihate steven Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. ihate steven One place, one price.
6: Now, back with more of the Preston & Steve Show podcast. I got I'll tell you like pes- President pes- Steve. Pes- yeah. Uh, Hi, guys.
13: We found okay. a survey, and it lists uh, who the cheaters are in relationships. What jobs do they have a tendency to have? You know, mm-hmm. where do the cheaters work? And so, number would well, you just want to guess? I can guess. Preston,
4: uh, Preston do you want to take a yeah, crack go ahead, at it? to jump in. I would say that hosts of morning TV shows. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. yeah, that's what I well, would that's think. That's
13: accurate. Yeah, because right. they're they telling
5: in, on themselves. Then?
4: Incredibly sexy yeah, people. Well, you're sexy you people. Radio. They get to work really no. early. Radio people are God-fearing people who are very loyal, but TV people—oh, <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Well,
5: they're on
3: TV now, so technically, yeah. <laughs> well,
4: that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Time to start cheating. <laughs>
3: Uh, I
13: guess this is a surprise. A fifth on the list are people that work in bars and restaurants. Okay, yeah, and course, then four, yeah. people that work in the transportation industry. Number three, healthcare workers, doctors, nurses.
3: They have long shifts, you know. Yes, they Don't do. They have places to sleep in the hospital.
13: You've <laughs> right. beds.
3: Hello, Grey's Anatomy.
13: <laughs> uh, yeah, and then teachers. Number two, and then number one is like a sales department. People selling stuff where you go from business yeah. to business or door to door. They're bopping
2: They're around. A lot. I could. I could see that. You yeah. Know, their afternoons are going to open. They have holes in their schedule. All right, know, holes. You know, so. How do oh. I close
4: this deal? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah.
2: Oh. Uh, now the transportation, though, that is kind of threw me off a little bit. Are we talking like bus drivers, or
13: what? Do you, what do you mean? It said people uh, working in logistics jobs.
4: I have no idea who that. What
13: job that is?
4: Yeah. Uh, number crunchers, uh, or uh, I, I. That I don't get. I, I would. I I can see this. I, I think opportunity, as you pointed out, Alex, is like a hospital. Uh, you know, they're they're sharing long hours and long shifts, and so that you know, people who are on your schedule are more likely to be the object
3: of yeah, your yeah. desire. So, but teachers? Yeah, I
2: found that. Well, odd. it's all
3: that
4: chalk.
2: Now, going back to the transportation though, thing, I did know uh, someone who worked in the uh, the airline industry as a, uh, um, uh, a flight attendant. Oh yeah! And you're bopping around all okay. over the place, staying over here and there. You're meeting people constantly. That is a perfect opportunity for you right there. Oh!
3: Now, my mother was a flight attendant for a long time, but she said it was the pilots because ah. they would go over and have totally. longer layovers. You know, after a flight, uh, it's all about, it's
13: about the layover. The the yeah. <laughs> and you believed her. Oh,
3: Oh say my God. mother's. What are
13: you oh, well, her name is Sharon.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, I, I can see. It. Well, that's a, isn't that the classic trope of the uh, of the the, the oh, pilot? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, it's yeah. got something going yeah, in every location. And
3: she said they would have like other families in
4: other cities. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Do yeah, no, uh, f- f- you guys ever visit <laughs> your other <laughs> <laughs> families or not? <laughs>
13: <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a, w- a wife and child in Concha, Hawken.
5: Oh. Hi, <laughs> sweetheart. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Here's your wife. Hi, right honey. Here. By the way,
4: she says we need milk on the way.
3: Bring milk. (laughs) Almond (laughs) milk, though. (laughs) I'll, I'll
13: see you this afternoon, honey. Uh, <laughs> all right. uh, Love you. Good to everybody. It's Wednesday, November. 21st. I see you
2: guys. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. But I could see, I could totally see people in sales that are that are yeah. in the car all day long, going right. from location to location, and they could have a little hookup, a meetup during a workday easily. You know?
3: This list is just trying to cause issues. Because I remember you, <laughs> specifically, you had a list a couple of years ago, Preston, and number one on the list, and we were shocked at it, was a dentist, that they were most likely to... to... To cheat, and we were like, "Where does that come from? Why?
2: Whatever." You know, now it's just a whole new list. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? I think they're yanking our chain.
4: Yeah, that's actually another occupation: chain uh, yankers. Chain yankers (laughs) tend to cheat. (laughs) I think that with all that yanking, yeah, it just gets you horny at some point. Yeah. All right, let's do let's
2: do B file and then an announcement. All right, so here we
1: go. (laughs) WMMR presents Preston and Steve's
9: bizarre.
2: I brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. You got junk, you want it gone, then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and family, uh, veteran and military family-owned and operated, you can visit J-Dog Junk Removal, R-D-S-C dot com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, R-D-S-C dot com. All right, a tarantula crossing the road in Death Valley, California, is being blamed for causing a massive traffic accident That sent a motorcyclist to the hospital.
4: What? So the train ran the motorcycle off the road? Um, no.
2: But the spider pileup occurred while a Swiss couple was driving their rented camper van. And all of a sudden, the sightseer spotted a furry arachnid ambling across the highway. And they slammed on the brakes (sighs) to avoid hitting it, causing a 25-year-old Canadian motorcyclist to plow into the back of their vehicle. Jeez. The motorcycle rider was subsequently sent to the hospital, where his condition remains unclear. Uh, tarantulas, tarantulas are most commonly seen at this time of year when the males emerge from their burrows and are searching for a mate. Meanwhile, the spider walked away from the pile up unscathed.
10: Dumbasses.
2: Um, uh The park service is warning drivers to be vigilant while traveling through Death Valley at this time of year. They wrote, please drive slowly, especially going down steep hills in the park. Our roads still have gravel patches due to flood damage and wildlife of all sizes. There- are." out. No laws against killing a transler, right? No. And for whatever reason they you would think you, you may not see that. Right. Uh, but I mean, it, it, listen if I see like a, a, even a small turtle on the yeah. road, I'm going to slam on the brakes and not try to hit it. So maybe right. they were in that mindset. I don't know. A Northern California man is dead after falling about 80 feet into a silo, which was once filled with sugar. Uh, The mishap occurred at the Holly Sugar Plant in Tracy, a city between Stockton and San Francisco. So it was empty. Yeah, authorities uh, reported machinery was set up near the bottom of the silo. The unidentified man apparently hit the machinery. Emergency crews needed 16 people in about an hour to remove the victim from the silo. Yeah, I know it's horrible. See the
4: guy they rescued from the corn silo? No. Yeah. Guy fell into the, the, cor- the grain, the corn. And uh, and you know it's like quicksand, and and so the was of the essence they yeah. were I, I, they were able to open I guess I guess it was like an emergency dump uh, door or something on it. And
2: They got them out. Silos and grain bins can be risky places. A man in Etheridge, Tennessee, died two year or a year ago after falling forty feet into a grain silo. And another risk comes from working inside a grain bin. Twenty-four people died last year Whoa. after becoming trapped wow. in those bins. Yeah, wasn't that job? Off I didn't my know list. it was that many. Yeah. Well, one ballsy college football fan had their dreams cut short after they were ejected from a game for wearing a giant inflatable penis costume. (laughs) Sam Houston State University was up 21-10 to 10 in the second quarter of their home game when the fan in the phallic costume walked into the stadium and down the bleachers. In a video, an event staff member is seen guiding the inflatable penis back up the steps of Elliott T. Bowers <laughs> Stadium. I know it's hilarious, isn't it? That's awesome. I want that costume. <laughs> Fellow fans can be heard cheering and laughing as the penis, which was complete with pink Crocs, makes its way to the top of the stadium. Uh, the video has since gone viral. I'm asking more than one million views, and hundreds of viewers commented on the video laughing at the ordeal and making plenty of penis jokes for the perfect opportunity.
4: I love it. We're looking at it right now. Yeah, look at this Did you see it? I did. Got all the right contours. How wonderful is that?
2: Uh, Air Canada has been forced to apologize after a man with spastic cerebral palsy was forced to drag himself off a plane when the flagship carrier failed to provide a wheelchair for him. Oh my god. He
4: had to. Yeah. They couldn't even carry
2: him, at least? Listen to this. Rodney Hodgins, a hardware salesman from British Columbia who requires the use of a motorized wheelchair, flew to Vegas with his wife, Deanna, to celebrate their anniversary in August. But when the plane landed, the flight attendant told the couple there wasn't time to get a wheelchair on board before the plane had to prepare for takeoff again. We're going to have to ask you to drag yourself on the plane. (laughs) Thank you. When the attendant uh, said Hodgins would have to pull himself off the plane alone... The couple at first thought she was joking, but then she repeated the request. And he said, I said, of course I can't. I'm in a wheelchair. I can't walk. So he was forced to use his upper body strength to haul himself past 12 rows of seats while his what? wife was holding his legs. So if you dig your
4: nails into the carpet, you can pull your body along.
2: In his Facebook post, Deanna Hodgins said that the event left a couple devastated. She said, it took us struggling in front of a dozen people as some looked away and others looked on with shame to get him off of the plane. Uh, he had... He hurt his legs and I hurt my back. Emotionally, it was a lot more hurt. My husband's human rights were trampled on and Air Canada won't respond to us and never did reach out like they promised.
4: Ma'am, why don't you take his
2: belt, wrap it around his neck and you can pull him by that? Uh, she said the couple had uh, planned the trip uh, for eight months and made sure that they took care of all the requirements on their end. On. Air Canada failed us in every sense. She said the company acknowledged that Hodgins received inadequate support. <laughs>
4: Yeah, this is not going to end up in their in their travel brochure.
2: So he was offered a $2,000 flight voucher by the airline but said compensation would not fix the problem of how the airline failed its disabled passengers. Uh, he said, I just want to make a difference for somebody else so they don't have to experience that again. That is Jeez. outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. All right, and then finally, we'll end with this, and it touches on the subject we talked about yesterday. A man dressed in a banana costume yeah. sought to slip out of police custody after being caught early uh, urine. Urinating on a Key West sidewalk, according to police who had to chase the fleeing reveler. <laughs> after being flagged down about a white male in a banana costume relieving himself on the side of a building across from a row of porta-potties, oh, come on! a Key West Police Department officer spotted Kyle Mortimer urinating on the sidewalk. He's 20 years old, by the way, so he's underage. Uh, Mortimer immediately fled after Officer Michael uh, Chostet identified himself uh, while Mortimer was zigzagging to prevent capture. A second cop grabbed him by the peel. <laughs> Mortimer, then twisted away and it uh, uh, used a leg sweep to knock him to the
4: ground that always takes down like a banana
2: even then Mortimer interlaced his fingers and held them tightly together in a bid to uh, stymie his handcuffing but after being collared around 120 a.m. in front of the smoking tuna saloon <laughs> Mortimer was... That's some good tuna. <laughs> ...walked by police to uh, nearby Old City Hall, where he was charged with disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. He's scheduled for arraignment on the 16th. At any point, did he slip on himself? And Mortimer was still dressed like a banana when he posed for his booking photo.
4: And by the way, I think an average banana costume could fit into a port-a-pot, no problem. I think he would right? have no problem. And that is what I have in the
2: bizarre file for you. All right, we have an announcement to yeah. make was excited to hear the details about this just yesterday, and now we can officially announce it. It is the return, and we'll give you the dates and everything, of the Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. (laughs)
6: Ladies and gents... We had such
2: a great time last year at Montage Mountain, or I should say this year, at Montage Mountain that we are going to go there again. We have the date and an announcement about something taking place there as well. So, it will be Friday, March 1st. Yes. Sled registration registration will begin in late December, so we'll have details on the way, but this is awesome. Cardboard Classic is kicking off Mountain Fest at Montage and performing that night after the Cardboard Classic, I love this. Collective Soul yeah! is going to be played.
5: It's is that. that?
2: Great band.
4: We have a great relationship with those guys. And this is just absolutely perfect. I mean, we were so blown away by our, our inaugural experience at Montage. It was everything we've always wanted the Cardboard Classic to be. And we're so excited for this year. Yeah, so you know what? You can start making your reservations if you want yeah. to now.
2: Friday, March 1st, come out. You know, the date and the night before. Stay the night. Have a great time. Get up to the Cardboard Classic, obviously, which is its own legend. And then that night, Collective Soul is on stage at Mountain Pass, yes! right there. Right. Where, we, where we do the cardboard classic from it right, right at the there base of the hill yeah because last year was um, uh, Everclear, Everclear. and so they're doing it again but with Collective Genius. Soul this time so stoked about that and then on Saturday if you want to make the whole weekend out of it uh, OAR and the 502s oh, that's cool. I love the 502s are going to be playing yeah
8: oh I got a couple of their songs on my uh, on my eyes excellent tunes. yeah uh, tickets for Mountain Fest concerts
2: are on sale now any lift ticket for one of those days is very valid for concert entry. Uh, season pass holders get in free, and VIP packages are available. And you can go to uh, WMMR.com and click on events and get the information for Cardboard Classic.
4: So excited. I and mean, you know what's so cool is that there's there, yeah, there's a town there. There's yeah. an actual... There, there's commerce, there's restaurants, yeah. Yeah. there's movie theaters, there, so you can literally make a, a long weekend of it, no problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, Lake Harmony is, is nice and everything. And we, we enjoy that. But But yeah. there's very little... Uh, for you to do. Yeah.
2: In that area. There is, this is, there's plenty. There's, uh, there's lots of restaurants, movie theaters, all kinds of things for you to make the whole weekend out of. And obviously, uh, not only a cardboard classic, but you can go snor- snowboarding and skiing. Yes. And, and tubing and all the stuff and go to Mountain Fest with freaking Collective Soul. Freaking Collective Soul. Friday, March 1st. And uh, like we said, the details, com. Click on events. So we're excited about that. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment and and uh, we'll get our buddy Derek Pitts from the Franklin Institute in a little later on. Comedian and actor Chris Tucker is yes. joining, so we got a busy morning. We'll be right back.
6: WMMR. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour is your shot at $1,000 in crisp college cash. Thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Whether you've got a nifty knack for making a dorm room look like a posh Hollywood apartment or maybe more of a pizza box and rock band poster vibe, show us. Make a short video. Start off with a, hey, Preston and Steve, and show off your decked out dorm room. Enter at our contest page at WMMR.com by 11 a.m. on November 2nd. Then, we'll put them up for a vote to see who wins. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour, presented by College Ave Student Loans, a better way to pay for college. And 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks your school. There is a new exhibit that is opening up at the Franklin
2: Institute this weekend, and it is called Wondrous Space, and it's supposed to be this immersive century experience. Uh, I'm so um, looking forward to this. They've got a couple of levels set up, and they always do such a great job at the Franklin Institute, and we are happy to welcome our next guest, as always, to our studio this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, the chief astronomer of the Franklin Institute, Derek Pitts, hey! 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 is with us once again. Good morning, sir. Good morning.
7: Morning. Nice
9: Thanks for
2: having me. Uh, our pleasure. We Glad love to to having you in here. here. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, so, with the new exhibit opening up, um, what can you tell us about the? You know what we can expect. I know there's a lot of things, but is there an overall theme of this uh, exhibit? Space. (laughs) Just a little. Can you refine (laughs) that?
4: (laughs) Can you narrow that down? Uh, Of course. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Certainly.
9: So this this experience with space is very much different from any other kind of experience with space exhibits you may have. In this in this exhibit, what we're trying to do is we want to try to give people as much of a full body, hands on experience with these really abstract concepts about space and the universe. But we also tie it up with something else, which is who are the people that work in the space space. Okay, yeah. so we want to talk about the diversity of people, and we want to talk about the diversity of career opportunities that are there. well, oh, I love that because we want to invite people to think about their place in space. Did you feel, Derek, that a, a little bit of because there they
4: used to be a um, you know. Different things, uh, milestones in pop culture have incited people to explore space and as an occupation. Obviously, milestones in space exploration of course, have done right. that. Sure. So we have been in a, in a slightly fallow period for a while. But it, it's kicking back in, I think, now with announcements of new you know, trips to Mars. Oh, and so sure. Right. So, so um, is, is it a good time now? Are we picking up ahead of steam about as far as populating the future space explorers?
9: Well, you know, the reason why it's a good time now is because it's beginning to emerge very clearly that there's more to do as a space exploration employee than be an astronaut. Right. Mm. There's a lot more right. to do. So it's almost as if you flip it around the other way. What is your passion? Is your passion culinary? Is it welding? Yeah. Is it computers? Is it music? Is it... Medicine, what is it? There's a place for you in the space industry, so you can be connected to the space exploration thing without having to be an astronaut. And that's what people have always thought: is I, I can only be in this if I'm an astronaut, and I have to go to space, and I don't want to go to space. But there's so many other things that you can do, and the exhibit really highlights these because on the this this exhibit has two floors. Okay, yeah, I love the it. Fir, the first floor is mostly about what's out there in the universe: yeah. black holes, galaxies, things like that. And then the second floor is a lab-like environment that looks at what these career possibilities are. And we invite you to like design your own rover, design your own (laughs) rocket, make your own spacesuit, and test it on another planet. What would it be like to live in space? Those kinds of things as a way to sort of like focus people on here's what's coming in space exploration, and at the same time, here are the possibilities of what you can do in this field. Let me ask a question because,
4: as in in the early um, years of space exploration, it was bare bones minimum. We got to get you out there, get you back, keep you alive. Oh, yeah. Now there is a Is there a hospitality industry that, that could be emerging? You know what I'm saying? There are creature comforts that people might expect, or
9: things that, that are provided for space explore, exploration? Oh, it's getting way better, because okay. first, you know, the spacesuits are beginning to look less and less like Michelin person kind right, of suits. Right, And looking more streamlined and fashionable, <laughs> you know, still functional, it's yeah. starting to look more like that. But then the getting to space experience is also changing, you know, in that it used to be that, you know, what the term was, you're a spam in a can, right? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, This really bare bones, like you said, can that you put people in and you just get there nowadays it's becoming luxurious where there are couches for you (laughs) and there are big windows you know and the food service is way better than it used to be (laughs) like a 10 forward and start like exactly exactly but and it is moving in that direction but at the same time there's also this possibility that we are going to see recreational activities in the near earth environment Uh, in the form of and it's still a little ways away yeah but like space hotels where you can vacation and take some time. Wow. But right now, you can go on a weekend. You can go on a weekend and just fly up to space and come back. Yeah. It's a little expensive, but you can still do <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know,
2: it's interesting, Derek, is that this illustrates the, the, the fact that uh, that this exhibit is going to uh, open up uh, people's eyes to <clears throat> how many vocations are available within the space industry because whenever you come by here, the amount of questions that I want to ask yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, are not only are they voluminous <laughs> but they're all over the place. I got to be yeah, right, right back. Uh, which, yeah. yeah, which <laughs> illustrates why there's so many different things to do. Yeah, Um so, right. All right, so on the, on the heels of, of speaking about hospitality and travel and, and possibly in space, are there, are there steer, uh, still, theoretically, are they looking at things like a space elevator or anything like that, or is that concept kind of gone away?
9: It, it hasn't gone away, but it just hasn't been able to fully develop because we don't have the technology on that anywhere near ready to, to do anything on okay. a large scale. Right. So most of that is tied to something called carbon nanotubes. Right. And we just don't have that, you know, ready to go on a on a big scale. But people are still going to
2: work on that.
9: So people are still going to work on that. Right. Yeah, and and the thing about the exhibit is that the exhibit asks people to think about what the possibilities right. are in the future, not mm-hmm. just by looking at what's happening now. I mean, after all, we have one of the artifacts in the exhibit is a 10 foot long Rocket engine, huh. like it's a real yeah. rocket engine. So you can look at this, and you can now start to think about what what's rocket propulsion going to be like in the future. And we actually give you an opportunity to design a rocket and see if you can make it work without failing. Hmm. So there's a lot of crash scenarios that are going to be fun.
5: <laughs> of
2: right? course, so yeah. I, saw, I saw a quick um, <clears throat> documentary, and it might have been on YouTube. I don't remember exactly what the source was, but um, and it was uh, uh, it was covering some people at the, at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory who were responsible for. Uh, this most recent uh, solar probe that they sent out. Marker Solar Probe, To get it yes. closer than anything's oh, yes. ever been. Wow. And the the amount of detail and years and things that they've been working on to come up with just the, the proper products to use, the, the prop, proper materials yes. to get it out there, yeah,
7: right. um,
2: was super-duper interesting and just also speaks to, you know, they had to go to this engineer and that person and this person and then they had to create it and then they had to, you know, all this work that's put into it and there loads and loads of people on a fairly small, piece of equipment. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know,
9: if you're thinking about uh, building something like a rocket engine or a satellite that's supposed to do something and it has to exist in these really horrible environments, yeah. which we described more of on the first floor of the exhibit, then you realize that you need people from, you need a lot of people from across a lot of different disciplines to come up with a device that's going to be able to survive what the horrible conditions are in space. And that's one thing we can't avoid, is that no matter how we how how romantically we think about exploring space isn't it great to fly around in zero (laughs) gravity and do all this really cool Uh. stuff but it's deadly out there yeah. and equipment yeah. equipment does not like the space environment so you have to come up with these really exotic materials and methods to make things work so that you can we can have you know the stuff we have from space
4: well i think nothing uh, appeals it's always appealed to me the, the the dreamer you know and and speculative fiction science fiction the possibility of i think that's such a romantic um Aspect, as you said earlier, you mentioned music. What would be an application? Does any
9: come to mind as far as music, as far as? Uh, sure, uh, yeah, and here's the application. Look, one of the things we do on the second floor is we set up what we call Habitat, you know, the habitat in space. Right. And the idea is, we want people to think about what it would be like to live in space. Now, think about it. If we're going to send people to Mars, the shortest trip they can possibly take is like four years mm-hmm. all altogether. We four talked years. about this one po- w- yeah. once before. But what are you going to take with you that's going to make you feel comfortable in this horrible alien environment? What's the first thing that people are going to say they want to have with them? They want their music. music. Yeah. Right? They want their music. So not only are you going to take what you like from your library, right? From your playlist, but you also need to have, you know, other ways of engaging with things like music to help you feel at home. And so in the exhibit we work on like allowing people to share with us their ideas <laughs> of what they would like to take with them to space. Well, so I, I wonder who. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I actually Anybody we know. <laughs> we're, we're very
2: proud to have been included in this exhibit. So uh, The members of the Presidency Show have added uh, to the list of things that we would take with us should we be
4: traveling in space and for a certain amount of time. By the way, it was uh, something that I was oh, that's going to be fun. and Then it's like, yeah, right? wow. What am I really going to take? What do you think? Yeah, this, right. this lends credence to this, this growing industry. Like Now it's time to get real. What are you taking? It's time to get real. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's time
9: to get real. And so, it's, it's very cool. It is really cool. So here's the other cool thing that you that everybody's really going to enjoy in this exhibit. We do so much immersive body on stuff. So, yeah. for example, one of the most difficult concepts about space, getting people to understand, is size and scale. Well how do we get people to understand size and scale when it's that big mm. you know there's just no way to wrap your head around it except oh yes there is you can make it what we call a kinesthetic experience a full body experience so we're letting people explore the universe via track ball oh imagine a yoga ball sized track ball that you can roll that will allow you to watch through our viewport space as you fly through. So when you roll this trackball, you actually see your spacecraft, you see from your viewpoint, moving out into the solar system, into the galaxy, into the universe. But the trick is If you want to get way out in space, you and your friends, there are two other track balls right nearby, you all have to roll these track balls together, and they're heavy. (laughs) (laughs) So you get a real full-body workout while you're doing this, but you also get to see some about the scope and size of the universe. And the trick is we tie the amount of work you're doing to the distance you travel. That's wild.
4: That is a great concept okay. because you have a tactile way of experiencing it exactly. that, that makes sense. Because it's that is one of the hardest things in the world, and we've had our our favorite moments in the beginning of uh, of uh, the movie Contact when you're following the the, the broadcast signal out into space. Yeah, yeah. but you still, you know, when yeah, I, I love that concept. Well, you mentioned exercise and, yeah. and working out, and we know that it's there's not- there's m- bone density is lost when you're in space. the The exercise industry, the extra, the application there. What what is
9: what might be available for someone who's into that? Well, you know, I think the coolest thing about this exhibit, one of the coolest things about this exhibit is that it's on the second, it's on two floors. Yeah. Right? Second floor and third floor around the pendulum staircase. Well, first of all, second floor adjacent to the pendulum staircase, what do we have? One of the most beloved exhibits <laughs> of all at the Franklin Institute, the giant heart. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. you can go right next door to the giant heart and you can learn about the heart and space and all that kind of stuff, right? So second floor and third floor of this exhibit. So what this does for us now is it actually gives us four floors of space related stuff. Mm. Wow. We have the Fells Planetarium on the first floor. Yeah. We have this fantastic exhibit, which actually looks Nothing like any other exhibit you've seen at Franklin Institute before. It's really gorgeous. And that's saying a lot. Second and third floor, right? And then on the fourth floor, there's the Holt-Miller Observatory, which allows us to give people that real experience of looking at the sky and seeing the sun, very much like the Parker Solar Probe shows us. So you can have every kind of experience from planetarium, up to real observing with the space wedged right in the middle. And one of the, another one of the really cool things about the space exhibit on the second floor where we talk about exploring the universe... The black hole experience. Mm, Wouldn't you love to be spaghettified as you uh, (laughs) pass through a black hole? To be
4: honest, I mean, that is such a, you know, that's obviously, besides, you know, Christopher Nolan's help, you you know, how do you even comprehend that? Right.
9: How could we do an exhibit about exploring the universe if we don't talk about black holes? Right, right. right. So we have a really fabulous exhibit called Spice Primer in which you actually begin to learn about. What is all the stuff out there in the universe? It's a narrated trip through the universe that shows you galaxies and nebulae and black holes. But we actually provide that experience of what happens when you get to the event horizon and you start to stretch out because of time dilation, the gravity pulling you, and all this other kind of stuff. And then we tie that to our gravity well experience that has an AR overlay that allows you to track the motion of the balls on the gravity well. So that's augmented reality, correct? It's augmented reality, right. Right. So we really fold into this exhibit all sorts of new electronic capabilities that take advantage of, you know, these technologies that make the experience far more sophisticated, Mm -hmm. enjoyable, and really relatable. You couldn't do something like this a couple of years ago. It's, it's amazing yeah. how far exhibitry has come and what we're doing. I, I'm just stunned at how much great stuff there is in this exhibit that helps to explain all these concepts that people normally think about. And we really asked our public, tell us what you think ought to be in this exhibit. Huh. We asked school kids, we asked adults, what do you want to learn about the universe? And then we've packaged that in this really unique way that I think sets us apart from so many other space exists.
4: is is this the first
9: stop on a tour or is it solely here that this is occurring No, this is one of our new exhibits that will be our long-duration exhibit. And, in fact, this is one of six new exhibits. We'll be rolling out new exhibits every year for the next five years. So this one is the first one is the space exhibit. But following this, we're going to do human body next year. Mm. And then after that, we're going to do advanced machines, then Earth systems, computer science, and then the built environment. So, in a way, we're shrinking not shrinking. I should say we're, doing, we're converting from 12 exhibits down to six exhibits. But they're going to be much more densely packed, like a double-duty kind of yeah. thing. Uh, so that, how do I say it? They're going to be like twice what the exhibits used to be in six exhibits so that we can go much deeper into the topic rather than just doing a superficial skim mm. like this space exhibit on two floors. We're really digging deep into both, into all of these to help you understand not only the basic science and the advancing technology, but we're also going to help you understand what's the career opportunities that are here. I and think that's such a cool part of it. It is. Yeah. And we're, and we're also going to take advantage of our ability to change as the science changes going forward into the future. So these aren't stagnant exhibits. Hmm. These are changing exhibits. And we're going to take advantage of every electronic capability we can to make the experience as real as possible. So you talk about the changing science, and so I jotted down a few
4: things that I wanted to ask you. <laughs> so uh, the new series on Netflix, Life on Our Planet, narrated by Morgan Freeman and Steven Spielberg producer mm-hmm. <clears throat> And so I watched the first episode, and um, so... Uh, and it seems to have been getting a lot of news, at least recently, about uh this what is they're saying is a new theory that the dinosaurs were done in by this massive dust plume generated by this asteroid that crashed uh into uh the, the Yucatan, right? I believe yeah, that's right. That's right. So so um uh, what is different, or why is this getting so? I mean, by the way, it's incredibly well depicted. I don't know if you've seen the the, the, the episode, but it's amazing. I seen the episode, the effects but I know are all astonishing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but. Uh, that was kind of always my understanding. What what
9: delineates this from previous perceptions about what went down? One of the things that separates this from other sort of hints or stories about this or ideas about this is a lot of the work that was done before was theoretical in the sense that you could identify in, the, in geology around the planet – the layer of residue left over from the impact of the asteroid. So we knew it was real. It's amazing. You can find it all over the yeah. planet, right? But the other thing that's happened is there's been a new fossil field that's identified way up on the North American continent that is the result of the impact throwing a huge amount of water from the Gulf of Mexico up onto the continent And you actually can see how in that instance, thousands and thousands of dinosaurs were killed and frozen in place. Not frozen, but buried in place. And we can tie that scene directly to the impact. And so now we can actually see what happened just a few hours after the impact as it killed off dinosaurs around the world. Wow! So that's one of the things that makes it really different. <laughs> I,
2: I love this about science: that the fact that as we um, as we continue to evolve, science continues to evolve in what we learn about the past as well. So we're taught that this is what we've learned so far. Yeah, but we're learning more. We're continuing to learn more about our past, which may not completely negate things that we've already learned, but it might. Uh, add to them, it might augment them, it might change them slightly. Oh yeah, sure. And the science scientific community is the first to go, oh yeah by the way, that thing that we believe forever, here's a little bit more about that now.
9: Right. We're going to change what we were talking about before because now we know more. Right. Yeah. Right. We exactly. know more now.
2: I wanted to ask, as a scientist, because Steve always jokes about if you tell his brother that the universe goes on forever <laughs> and it has no end, like he's just immediately like,
5: eh, 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 eh. <laughs> yeah.
2: As a scientist, when you get to concepts like that and black holes and the universe and you know the really, really, really big stuff, yeah, um, does it ever get overwhelming? Does it ever, or, or is it because you've studied it so much that it's fairly common for you to take a concept like that? You know what I mean, as opposed to going.
4: Wow, we're talking about. I do. I know what you mean. You know, and you know, there's a majesty
9: stuff. to the, to almost that is like it's. It, it, oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lot like wrapped up in that because, you know, first of all, in 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 like everyday professional life, we're used to the scale in the sense that. You know, mathematically, we can sort of get it and understand how these things relate to each other scale-wise. And it all fits nicely. You know, stars are this big. The universe is this big. Okay, fine. We understand this is the environment we have to, they have to live in. But then in your everyday life, like as a regular person, you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. are, you for, are you for real? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, it's that big? Wait a minute. And I say this to myself all the time. I learn something new about some kind of star. And I'm like... It's doing what? Yeah. <laughs> How the... Can <laughs> yeah. it do that? How can it do that? Just, Seeing Terry Pitts almost I think, mouth the F word was uh, a joke. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, uh. And the other thing is, and the other thing I think is like, if this is going on, oh my gosh, it, that means it's possible for all of this other kind of stuff oh, to happen too, right? But then comes your majesty part, yeah. right? Because now I'm thinking... You gotta be kidding me. How how does this process manage to manifest itself in a way that seems completely normal to the universe? Yeah. And just flows along as naturally as if this is the way it should be. Yet we're not quite able to understand how like the macro part of all this exploding stuff and all this stuff happening yeah. ties directly to the micro stuff. Because right. the thing about the universe is, when you talk about quantum level stuff happening at the very smallest level, the very biggest stuff is totally dependent on that quantum level stuff. <laughs> so if you want to talk about majesty and connection <laughs> all the way around the whole circle, I just do not know There is There's, there's that, a beautiful that sequence that
4: at the end of Richard Matheson, who's a genius, one of my favorite uh, s- s- writers of all time, and the incredible shrinking man. And at the end of the, the film, the script that he wrote, um, he is shrinking down. He's able to walk through a screen uh, one square in a screen, in a screen. And, and he's dwarfed by that. But he looks up and in, into the sky and he says he realizes it the expanse and his minutiae all meet. Yes. And that that is a mind blowing concept that he is not
9: insignificant, that it's all connected. So I think I think that you know no matter how sort of jaded or objective Any scientist is, I think every scientist involved in whatever discipline they're in starts out being two things curious Mm -hmm. and amazed. Okay? Absolutely amazed. You know, and I don't care how you know cool they think they are, or how restrained they think they are. I think if you scratch down there, you're going to find that they are just blown away. I'm that glad you I hear am. that. I'm Every glad you did that. Yeah, that's why I love what I do. Every day, I'm blown away by what's happening in the
7: universe. There's a book uh, by Bill Bryson it's called A Short History of Nearly Everything, and uh, he's the same guy that wrote A Walk in the Woods. And uh, basically, it covers the entire history of everything. The, you, <laughs> you know, the whole universe, right? <laughs> and it starts off it's uh, it as big as possible. And then and it goes down to you know to um, the smallest things that you can possibly imagine. One thing that he covers quite a bit is how delicate this planet is, and how thin the atmosphere is, and you know the space in between the Earth's crust and the infinite of space, right? The outer space. He also goes into um, the most terrifying stuff that's out there that could wipe out our planet: a solar flare, oh, or a massive yeah. asteroid, or whatever. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So, from your learned perspective, Derek, what what? From outer space that could destroy... What's uh, going to bite us in what's, the What's going to kill us? What scares yeah. you the most?
4: Nick, I've jotted down what is the most dangerous thing in the
7: Because
9: <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants to know. Uh, you know, as as precarious as it all seems, fortunately, all this stuff is really nicely balanced out. Yeah. Okay? So it's the chance stuff that we really have to worry about. And there are two chance things we really have to be concerned about. One is a rogue asteroid. Yeah. Fortunately, NASA and a number of other space agencies around the world are working really hard to catalog everything they can find, right? So they've done that well enough now that we know we have about 100 years or so in which we do not have to worry about any big thing coming to smack us that we know of uh, right, uh-huh. right. everyone in this that's, room is right? cool that's uh-huh. the right. one
4: concept
2: when it comes along i'm like okay that one could that could happen that could happen it could, could really happen. That could happen right
9: yeah. okay so there are there are also agencies working on the technology to see what we can do to mitigate that okay but then the other thing that we can't predict is we got this big bright thing in the sky our lovely star and it's kind of percolating along just fine But we don't really understand how that thing works. Hmm. And we don't understand the cycles of activity as well as we need to. Because it is possible. I'm not trying to freak anybody out here. (laughs) But the one thing we have to worry about is, could there be some kind of electromagnetic eruption from our star that causes a problem for us here on Earth? Now, fortunately, Earth has a magnetic field to protect us. But... We've only known this star for 4.5 billion years. In fact, we've known it way shorter than that because humans have only had the capability to study stars in detail for maybe... 200 years. Wow. Now, we've learned a lot in 200 years, but we haven't learned everything there is to know about stars in 200 years. Because if you look at some stars, like Betelgeuse, for example, about three years ago, Betelgeuse started doing some really, really weird behavior stuff where the light was changing at a really rapid rate, and they thought it was just about to go supernova. But it stopped. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some scientists said, oh, yeah, we know about this cycle. It happens about every 50 years, blah, 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 blah. Others said, mm, I don't know. <laughs> could be a problem. So we need to have Parker Solar Probe so we can understand our star better so that we can think about what could possibly happen and better understand what we might be able to do to, do to protect ourselves, which really includes one option, which is... Get off the planet! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get off the planet. Hey, I have a question about. I'm sorry. To interrupt no, no. Steve, by About,
2: all means. about supernova. Uh, do those happen? Is that a slowly over time thing, or does it all of a sudden just kaboom one day?
9: Uh, you know, amazing stuff. Yeah. Supernovae happen because the amount of energy coming out of the core of the star begins to drop off, and the and the weight of the envelope of gas is over the core, crushes down onto the core, raises the temperature, and causes it to explode. But how quickly doesn't happen? <laughs> happens like that. No. no kidding. It suddenly it suddenly collapses because it collapses balance, in on itself. It, it collapses in on itself because the balance between the energy coming out and the weight of gases over top of right. the core suddenly shift. You know, it's it's slowly working there. That's right. happening with our sun. Mm-hmm. It's slowly working there. But when it reaches that critical point where it shifts. Boom, it happens in a second. Would it be similar to, to a deep sea yes. implosion? Yes, okay. an implosion of a submarine. Yes, it's just oh, wow. like that. Wow. So there's a movie called
4: Knowing, which they, they depict at the end of that. Basically, you described the the sun having one of those yeah, things of those that, those that pierces our protective shell and, and, and does that. I want to ask you about this. Uh, this came out in the news just recently, too. Breathtaking telescopic images released uh, Monday by NASA show... And the pictures are amazing. Four fingered outstretched hands swirling around the Milky Way <laughs> in purple plumes. Yeah, is it Crab yeah. Nebula?
5: No,
9: not no, the Crab okay. Nebula. Yeah. This is a, a
4: different one, a new okay. one. <laughs> but it says too, plumes of particles, energized matter and antimatter it, that fluctuate in an intense wind, sixteen thousand light years from Earth. Uh, it's so. What is what is this? What what
9: do we? So when what we have in our inventory of images of the universe yeah. that we got primarily from. Some of the big telescopes before Hubble Space Telescope and then Hubble Space Telescope. James Webb is just starting to fill in some more of those. Right. Well, that's just like 1% of the objects that are out there that could be imaged. So now what you see happening is you get a telescope with the capability of James Webb. You can see so much more. So, as astronomers are going haywire, shooting photographs <laughs> of everything they can, because they're like, "Look at this! Look at this! Look at this!" And this stuff is all over the galaxy. So, what we're starting to see is images of new nebulae we had never seen before, or couldn't image well enough before. Right. now, we can. Now we're seeing them. So, and tip we're of the much iceberg. More Tip of the iceberg. Wow. wow! Totally, tip of the iceberg. It's yep. amazing. <laughs> yeah. and as the telescopes get better, um, yeah. we'll we'll see still more of those. Wow, it is amazing. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh,
2: so we're we're going to point you in the direction to learn more about these things that we've talked about and many other for the new exhibit that's opening up uh, this Saturday. By the way, it this is this it? Saturday. Yes. Yeah.
9: Yep, you Everything, gotta come see it.
2: Everything's in place. It's been beta tested. It's all ready to go. Oh, we've
9: beat it up. It's all all right. right. <laughs> it's all good. And your podcast,
2: yeah, Derek. Yeah. By I the did. way, Derek, dude, I just the tone of your voice alone it's is ASMR city. Totally, <laughs> it is. I have ASMR, and I just I'm just sitting here zoning out, listening. I'm hearing what you're saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's very relaxing. Fabulous. Your tone, your demeanor, your pacing, all Thank of that. You. I appreciate um, that. But Thanks. yes, your uh, your podcast is called The Curious Cosmos. The Curious Cosmos, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you can uh, dive into this in all all a variety of topics uh, for uh, space exploration. This is a
9: group of my friends in the astronomy and space exploration industry talking about their love of it, why they're into it, and why other people should be into it, why we're all into it together. And it's everywhere from Chris Ferguson, who was the commander of the last space shuttle mission, to Hakeem Olu who is one of the, the most popular astronomy and science communicators on the planet these days. And we have Mary Roach, who's... There's this fabulous author who writes all these great books. She's written one called Packing for Mars that explains all this stuff about what it would be like to travel to Mars and just everything in between. And we're all, you know, these are all friends and colleagues of mine from all across the industry just, uh, you know, chewing the fat about astronomy stuff. Sounds right. terrific. Astronomy Excellent. stuff. Yeah.
2: All right, well, this Saturday is when uh, Wondrous Space opens, and you can get tickets at fi.edu. Derek, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming Thanks by. Thanks for
9: here. having me. Great yeah. to be here. Derek Pitts, ladies and yeah.
2: gentlemen, yeah. Franklin yeah. Institute yeah. on the President's yeah. Steve Show. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second, and Chris Tucker will be joining us when we return. Stay right there.
1: Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up to date concert calendar at
6: WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding.
0: Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 20, Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinandWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles.
12: Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, ihate Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. ihatestevensinger.com. One place, one price.
6: Chris Tucker should be joining
2: us any moment now. Uh, he's got a gig coming up. Actually, it's in New York. It's at the Beacon Theater. Yeah. And uh, he's promoting that. So Casey was in town not that long ago. Yeah,
8: I believe he did the Met uh, yeah. on the 17th or 18th of this month. Yep. So uh,
4: hop, skipping, a uh, jump up to New York and I'm sure he's hoping to sell some tickets down here. Yep. So it looks like Marissa might be
2: talking to him now, so we'll, we'll pop him on in just a second. Uh, but just a reminder, we have a secret tax where We have a chance to see Mark Maron, who's going to be in town uh, May 3rd. Those tickets go on sale Friday, so text word secret uh, to 39333 for your chance win, and sure enough, he is right on time, and we love it. Uh, We had the opportunity several years ago for him to be here in the studio, just the nicest guy. Great. Really great conversation with him, and we're excited that uh, he's joining us again today. Uh, The show at the Beacon Theater in New York, Uh, actually, there's a couple of them, November 17th and 18th, and tickets are available at Live Nation. Please welcome Mr. Chris Tucker to our show. Morning, Chris. Steve, how you doing? Good morning. We're good, man. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Any time at all. So, you, were, hey, we were just talking off air. You were in Philly not that long ago. Um, how was your experience in town?
10: Yeah, it, it was great. You know, every time I go to Philly, though, they always come out. It was a great show, uh, a lot of fun. I, I walked around the city and went down to the Liberty Bell and <laughs> I had a lot of fun, and, uh, because I filmed a Civil Lines playbook in Philly, so I know Philly pretty well because I walked around a lot waiting to film all the time. When I did that with, with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lopez, so that's one of my favorite cities. So and the show was great. People came out, it was a good time.
4: Well, everyone is thrilled that you're, you know, b- b- back to stand up. It's where you started, but I gotta say, I-, I never really feel like Chris Tucker is out of my life because mm-hmm. the meme of you and ice cube from friday that damn is everywhere are you blown away by how much that one clip is used in social media online it memes it's insane <laughs>
10: Yeah, I mean, you never know, you know, what a character, what, what might come out of a character or a movie, man, and uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun to see it, you know, people dressing up on <laughs> Halloween as uh, me and Ice Cube in, in the you know, characters and Fridays and all that stuff, so it, it's a cultural thing, which is a blessing, man, it, it's a really cool thing. Yeah,
8: did you see um, Lonzo Ball and uh, LiAngelo Ball, they dressed up like you and uh, and Ice for
10: Halloween this past year, did you see that? I. I yeah, yeah, I thought I happened to see that, man. I was strolling through uh Instagram and saw it and I thought that was real cool. That was really
4: cool. So so, so Chris, you started uh, going back to Deaf comedy jam, Russell Simmons, and and stand up has always been at the core of what you do that led that led um obviously into the movies and and uh you know, just back recently you were uh you know in in air. Um and uh that's a, a significant part of your your history, but are there a lot of I mean, people are there people Who are unfamiliar with the fact that you come from
10: stand-up? You know, that might be because my movie career took off so fast. Yeah. You know, with, I got a little in house party, and then I co-starred and Friday's with Ice Cube, and then that just kind of took over. Then, of course, Money Talks and Dead Presidents and Rush Hour and all and Fifth Element. So people know me a lot as an actor, but I started out as a stand-up comic, and that's what got me to the acting. So I love when they come to my show, they, they, and they discovered that I, I came from the stand-up world. Yeah,
4: I, and I remember I first saw you, Doing stand-up and i and and and, you know i thought okay this this guy's clearly gonna break because he's 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 solid but the thing i think is interesting too and you're you're sort of committed you you don't you don't get personal you're you're not you're not an attack comedian uh you keep stuff positive um and yet you you know you still manage to remain cutting edge is it hard to do all that at once
10: you know what? It's, uh, you know, I, I came from, I grew up watching Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor, you know, mainly talked about, you know, his life and, and things that happened and, and stuff in the world too. So I kind of, kind of go, uh, that's kind of like my comedy too. Uh, but no, it's not hard. It's just, you know, it's who I am. It's who I became, you know, as a, you know, young man doing stand up and then you know, as a man doing stand up. So it's not hard at all. It's just, you know, working it and, and, uh, and continue to, uh, this, you know, uh, you know, figuring out what I want to say to, to, to my audience.
2: Right. How long before, when, when you first started, Chris, because everybody's got to go through a, a learning phase when, when they uh, get on the stage. How long did it take you to find your footing and go, okay, uh, this is my lane and I'm going to stay
5: in it? Damn.
10: Um, not long, not long. You know, I started out as an amateur in the comedy clubs and uh, then became a, a, a regular, then a headliner. So, you know, I was just in the clubs and en- engulfed in it and watched a lot of great comics come through town, you know, in Atlanta, where I'm from, Decatur, Georgia. And I just grew and soaked it all in. So it didn't take me long. Two years, I was on a Death uh, mm. comedy jam in two years. Wow. And I moved to <laughs> LA in 1992. And then um, I was starring in movies in 1993, you know, 94. Uh, was filming Fridays, and it came out in 1995. Uh, uh-huh. That's and, great. You know, the uh, Dead President's is 20 twenty-eighth uh, year uh, anniversary of Dead President. Wow! And twenty uh, fifth anniversary of the first rush hour, so it's, it's <laughs> awesome.
4: It's amazing. So there's a couple of questions. Uh, listen, the fifth element was just on you. Your character Ruby wrote in that. Uh, I, I can. <laughs> that is such a pyrotechnic, unbelievable performance because you are delivering rapid fire lines, mood changes within a second, and you're you're hilarious. Uh, I can't imagine anyone else doing that role. But was it? Is it? true that they originally approached Prince for that role?
10: They did. They did. Prince told me and then also son the director, Sun, the director told me, the director told me, but Prince told me in a club in L.A., uh, and we... He- Security called me over and said, "Hey, uh, Prince wanted to see you." And I went over there, and he he saw me. He said, "Man, you did a great job in that movie, Element. They offered me that role, and they wanted me to wear these clothes. I said, "What happened?" He said, "I didn't want to wear those clothes." And- oh. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Prince, he said, this is my design. This is my
4: design. <laughs> there's a there, there's a scene at the end of that where you just like you you have a complete like meltdown, and it's. It's yeah. one of the funniest. Fifteen, twenty seconds of <laughs> film, and you are. I mean, it, I, I'm sensing that the actors around you, one of uh, of course being the great Bruce Willis, is about to break. But I mean, um, d- did you bust them up on the set with your with your character? Oh.
10: Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I was like out there, you know, this space uh, DJ and that's what Mr. son want. And they were, yeah, the energy. He wanted all that. And, then, you know, uh, Bruce would come to the set and he would laugh and all that <laughs> stuff. And uh we had so much fun, man. So much fun playing it. And, I, and it made me dig really deep. And uh it was a lot of fun. It was in London. We filmed at the Pinewood, the famous Pinewood Studios in yeah. London, where they did all the James Bond uh, movies. So it was
4: a fun time. It's a great a great movie. You mentioned Rush Hour, and of course, the, the rumors are, are floating around like crazy, yeah. of, of a fourth one. And uh, the, the word is you would absolutely be on board with that. Uh, what is the status right now? Obviously, there's a strike and everything. Yeah,
10: definitely. Yeah, the strike is uh, is going on, but uh, yeah, it, you know, it seemed like I heard from the, the studio that they want to do it now, the studio, because that's what always holds stuff up. They own the movie pretty much, and uh, Jackie and 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 me, Jackie Chan, he wants to do the movie. I want to do it, so we'll do it. We want to do another one, so we'll see what happens.
4: So you've been in close proximity to Jackie Chan, who really should have been killed fifty thousand times in his career. I mean, you know, I mean, he's just a legend. Uh, it, it, is there any? Moment in particular, any stunt or anything you saw him do that just defined or just blew you away that he walked away alive?
10: You know what? Well, I I didn't see anything like that, but I heard when they were filming in Hong Kong that he almost died, and I'm like, whoa, I'm glad he didn't, you know? <laughs> but he was pushing those big freights together. And they said, you know, he almost died. I said, what? So thank God he did because we wouldn't have uh, finished the movie and, and made it. But I was amazed at how he choreographed the fight scenes with me because I didn't know anything, no martial arts, no. Nothing like that. I was in great shape, but he got his team together. He swung me around and kicked me and made me look like a martial artist. So that was the, the fun part with me, because I was really nervous about that. But he was such a genius on how they choreographed stuff, him and his team. It was awesome.
4: I tell you, though, you're, uh, you talk about your acting chops. You, you are a, a good, really solid, dramatic actor. You talked about Silver Linings Playbook yep. and obviously an air. And uh, is... Um did you feel you had a natural inclination? They would say that comedians, like people like, who are comedically adept, like, a, like Jack Lemmon or throughout history, have that chop can be, that are, usually turn out to be really good actors. Did you feel you had that within you for, for the more dramatic stuff? Or did, was it a nerve-wracking thing to take on those
5: roles? Well...
10: It kind of came natural. I, I had to think about it because coming from stand up, stand up is can be broad. You're on stage; you can do whatever you want to do. But in action, you got to you know you got to be uh, you got to tone it down a little bit. And different scenes with different emotions and highs and lows. So I had to think think it out. And once I thought it out, and I knew that it was different from stand up, I couldn't do stand up action. Uh, I figured it out. I just thought it out, and, and uh, thank God I figured it out early. And uh, <laughs> you know, every role I approach. I know it's different, and I may have to come approach it differently and um, pull from different places, so I just figured it out, thank God. It's natural to me.
2: Well, and you've, obviously you've worked alongside some of the absolute greatest, not just, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in, in air, but, I mean robert de niro for crying yeah, out loud yeah, yeah. so i would imagine your ability yeah. to not let the superstardom or uh the uh, the acting abilities of your co-workers uh, uh distract you at all it, it must be fairly seamless for you to just kind of you know even roll in with a legend and and work the scenes
10: you know, it, 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 it's a lot of fun. You know, I did... And Viola Davis was in the movie Air. Yeah. And man, I was yeah. intimidated, I got to tell you. Oh. I know I'm asking her questions before we start filming. And she's looking at me like, Chris, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm such a big fan of hers. And, uh, and, of course, Mr. Robert Downey... I'm not Robert Downey, but... Uh, uh, De Niro. Uh, De Niro, Mr. De Niro. All those guys, but it's great because it brings the best out of me when you're working with pros because you don't have to work that hard, so it's great.
4: Yeah. So everyone has done... Um, you know, uh, stand up and comes from that that, that initial page page or, you know, in, in their in their resume uh, and and gets into acting and all that other stuff. Uh, no matter who we have through or any guests that we have, they always say that the, the thing they enjoy the most is the purity of the stand up dynamic. Does that hold true for you, Chris? Oh, yeah.
10: Oh, man. Stand up is nothing like it because it's live. It's in the moment. A lot of it becomes the show it's always evolving. Always, you know, uh, you know, my show at least it's always uh, some stuff that happens in the moment and something that I come up with on stage and it just keeps it going. Of course, I'm always prepared with uh, my show, but it's always uh, takes the life of its own, and that's the great thing about you know live and you know the Beacon Theater. We sold out one show uh, on the 17th, uh, and now we had it on. Another Another show on um, um, the 18th, so I'm just happy and uh, excited uh, to be in NYC, the greatest city in the world. Uh, <laughs> Second <see>
5: greatest. The- <laughs> After <laughs> Philly. <Yeah. laughs>
10: Yeah. <laughs> oh but, that's right. Yeah, Philly. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> no,
4: but we 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 get you and the reviews and everything I everyone's mean, just saying you're you're just you're just destroying. So, uh it's a great opportunity. It's just a, a, a you know, quick uh quick trip north and people can catch you at the Beacon. So, we're very excited. Yeah. It's going to be on November 18th. So, yeah. I didn't know I didn't know the 17 was sold
2: out. So, th- yeah. so, there you go. Get your tickets now at LiveNation.com okay. if you want to see uh Chris Tucker at the Beacon Theater. Man, it's great to catch up with you, Chris. We wish you nothing but the best, and and hopefully we'll see you back here sometime soon. Okay. Same here. Thank
10: you, guys.
2: Thank you very much. Anytime, Chris Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Good dude. He's great. Super nice He's looking really good too. He was. Yeah. I, I finally I saw Air. Um, I don't know about a couple of months ago. Uh, that was a great movie. It yes, was, it was really well done. And he was, uh, you know, he, like you said, he's. He's he pulls off the dramatic thing very
4: seamlessly. Yeah. For a guy who can be, you know, really funny. When he came in here, it was at a time when they were they were boasting about salaries that they were paying to certain like we paid this person, you know, so for rush hour and all that stuff, they made oh, we're paying him this. Yeah. Which kind of put a target on anybody's back that they did that for. Like, well, are you worth this? Uh uh-huh. Are you worth this? And he was having to deal with that. And so we didn't know what we were going to get because we heard things. And as we said before, he couldn't have been nicer when yeah. he came in. Yep. yep.
2: Yep. Absolutely. So it was cool to catch in, catch up with him. Uh, let's see. We got some, we still have some time, right? Yeah, I got a little we bit of a, time. A little bit of time. I was going to say we can chat about that. Time,
4: and time right. basically is on huh? our side. Can mm-hmm. I ask you guys something? Because I just saw this.
7: Uh, yeah, please. I just saw oh. this story and I don't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, you, uh, the maintenance people were working on the soap dispensers. <gasps> oh. <off> <laughs> yes. Are you serious? Yes, right. uh, I meant to tell you when I got back into the studio, but uh, Derek Pitts <laughs> was here, and then Chris uh, Tucker came on. Wait, and... they
3: told you, or you went in? No, and no, saw no. Them?
7: But down the hall, closer to the fanatic, Casey, and they were both, um, they were both ins- being inspected, and then they went into the women's bathroom. I uh, made sure that it no must have been going.
4: the ghost of George Tishman, George <laughs> yeah. Tishman himself.
7: Made a call from the great beyond yeah. uh-huh. and made this happen.
8: Uh-huh. You're welcome. There you go. You're welcome, uh, one Bala. Sorry to cut you off.
4: What what, what do you have that's pending?
8: I I just don't know if I believe this uh, to be true. Uh, This is really fun. Uh, listen. It it involves the NFL, which is not uh, sexy uh, to some people. But (laughs) this is interesting. Uh, And I I don't know if this is true. I I, I was doing a little bit of research. So anyway, uh, there was a coach uh, who uh, was fired yesterday? Yesterday. Um, And uh, Josh McDaniels, he coached for the Raiders. Right. They they got their... was handed to them the other night. And apparently, uh, McDaniels, who's well-known around the league circles as a guy who goes all out for Halloween, came to the Raiders facility dressed as Mark Davis the day after losing to the Lions on Monday Night Football. Mark Davis is the owner of the Raiders. Davis seemed to take it all in stride at first. He appeared to laugh and even ordered his now trademark P.F. Chang's lunch delivered to Coach McDaniels to complete the look. And then after the two had eaten, Davis suggested McDaniels read his fortune cookie, which then read, You're fired, hot shot."
7: put a, a firing note in a fortune cookie? That can't be true, right? That's brutal. <laughs> if it is true. I mean, I don't feel bad for the guy because
8: he's got four more years on a contract that they're, they're going to pay him regardless. But to get fired through a fortune cookie?
4: Do you, can't, you can't use desserts to fire someone.
5: <laughs> That's like ruining it's the just, dessert.
4: It's yeah. just not right. Listen, like, um, I, no, I, I, I got a bad be, x-ray delivered to me in a donut.
2: If, that, it, it may be saying you're fired, but... Have this cookie yeah. Yeah. as a thank you for all the, your years <laughs> or, of service. Here's
4: your fortune. You're fired.
2: Yeah. Right.
4: You're year
8: service. I don't know.
2: I I have to believe that's not true. I uh, would yeah, think it would that would be too callous. I would think that would also be crossing some protocols that one probably has to go through in an uh, NFL establishment.
8: Yeah. You know, okay, that would, so, uh, I
2: would imagine, uh, has their eyes on legally how they should handle things. All right. Well, I don't I, know.
8: I know that, uh, uh, what do they call that? Like you're on. Um, Oh jeez, uh, uh, love boat? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's like, I what I
4: default to. What are you on? The love boat?
8: There, uh, there has to be some protocol when when you delivering messages to in a cookie terminate somebody's <laughs> yeah. employment. Yes, that so.
4: you can't go. Yes, I did. Th- there you go. It, that would that would be. Um, that would be, probably be against protocol. However, he is the owner, correct? He owns the place, right? right? So, so that like, might give him a, a little point, latitude.
8: You could just walk in and be like, "You're fired, nerd." Yeah, you know, and uh, and, and then you
4: don't have to say the nerd part. <laughs> it's
8: just mean. <laughs> say yeah. whatever You're fired. they want. Yeah, yeah. nerd. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, that's the nerd out of the fortune cookie.
8: Well, because they said you're fired first, you can say whatever you want, right? Because, like, well, you're, I can call you a nerd because you're no longer just, an
2: employee. You're just rubbing salt in your fortune cookie. Yeah. I'm, uh, you're fired, and now that you no longer work here, you're a nerd, too. <laughs> Well, that seemed unnecessary.
5: <laughs> did
3: you guys see that Susario's brother is a photographer for the NFL? I did, and he dressed up uh, for the Broncos Chiefs game, uh, and he was Andy Reid, yeah. and he looked so much like him that people were asking to take photos with oh, him. No kidding! <laughs> yeah, he looked great.
2: Okay, no, I did not see that. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, do you, are, are, so the reason you brought this up, you want to know if this is legit or not?
8: Yeah, A is it, it. legit, okay. and B, where do fortune cookies come from? Where do fortune cookies come from? <laughs>
4: they're not that's Chinese, right? N- like, they were in now not. In the US. They're, they're in I think jet. they were invented yeah. in in San, the Francisco, United, or San something? Francisco. Yeah, right. Um, all that stuff that we think is, um, you know, like the, um, the 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 dance troupe, the um, that comes to. Um, the area which is phenomenal and I I go and I'm like this is the, these are like traditional. By the way, the show is fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. But we're there and I'm like, this is the, I mean, they must, they fly in from, I'm sure, the Forbidden City. <laughs> and uh, They're out in New York. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Wait, Marissa wants to jump in on uh, the NFL uh, fortune cookie story. Well, Gacy, it
11: just, it reminded me of a story I read in the inquiry yesterday uh, where Steakums, the, the company, the local company, mm-hmm. um, they just put out a video. It's like four minutes long of vegans yes. sitting in a room talking about how. How much they love being vegan how it's part of their life they identify as that and then they used ai to make all of these vegans look like they were eating cheesesteaks <laughs> oh. and talk <laughs> about, talking about how it? they can't imagine not having meat in their life now they used like, deep fake yeah deepfake. deep fake and then so
4: for, for the voice and everything oh
11: my yes gosh. and then the end of the video they show it to the people and they're like that's not me what is it and, and they're actually putting it out as a warning that like things on the internet are not real.
4: Okay. Uh, yeah. And there's actually Listen. They're
5: not uh- in, in
4: cases of any sort of AI technology, I think uh, you got to turn to Stekums mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on technologically. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little terrified by all this. Yeah.
8: Well, as well you should. Not, be.
2: not, to, get, not to get deep on it, but I, Well, I, yeah,
8: see what they did to the
2: butchers of Bakerfield. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> i will not fire. on <laughs> un- am citizens. Yeah. I, know, I mean, it's the are- hell with you. <laughs> Come on, do it. <laughs> yeah. The hell with you. But. I didn't kill those people. The butcher of Bakersfield. I get ass kicked in
4: helicopters. We're, we're we're at Running Man level, man. Yeah. Soon well, we're going to be wearing brightly colored jumpsuits and I running was, through alleyways. I would hope so. But you know
8: what? So, all right. So I was talking to my daughter's uh, history teacher about this, <laughs> Maria Cecheta
4: Alonso. Yeah. You
8: think about how easy it is to dispel or dispense uh, inaccurate information. Yeah, yeah okay. like a, like a
4: fortune cookie right. firing. But
8: uh, but also how easy it is to find the accurate information. So like when I see something on Twitter, I'm like, that can't be real. And that's why I asked the question because like, I, I well, was looking for the truth there. No, that's great. Yes. It, it, it's great. But the
2: problem is a lot of people won't take that extra step that you have taken. Right. And then you therefore maybe want to do the job of trying to convince that person that what you actually read is incorrect. And At that point, they're too deep into it. They're just not going to believe you. It is because they've
4: solidified. They have. They have. They have uh, taken their stance, and they're not going to believe it. As the saying goes, it's easier to lie to someone than it is to convince them they've been lied to. Ah, yes. You
8: see the movie News of the World with Tom Hanks. Yes, no. uh, it's a good movie. It's a really it's the, good movie. O- the,
4: the way that news used to make it from right. town to town. Yeah, and uh, when he would do the comics, it'd be great. So Marmal <laughs>
8: <laughs> but it got me thinking. Like <laughs> it was probably and the Lockhorns. Why are they even married? It, right. It was, it was way easier to dispense inaccurate information uh, back then, and and how much of of history that I know is
4: actually well, they through. said, Listen again. If I can't believe somebody got fired in a fortune cookie. Yeah. (laughs) What does that say about the world? You know, there's a story that goes, Lincoln was sitting up in the box and got delivered a fortune cookie, (laughs) and it said, you need this show like a hole in the head. What? And then he was assassinated. Wow. Wow.
11: Well, so the whole Steakums thing was actually about, um, I know, uh, there is a deep fakes accountability act, and they're asking people to sign the petition. And, okay. in fact, earlier this week, the president signed an, ex- signed an executive order to create tighter standards for AI Marissa, security
4: and privacy. <laughs> Marissa, that so- was not the president. <laughs> 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 he was eating a steak at
2: the time. Oh, By God. the way, uh, going back to the fortune cookies on a yeah. completely different uh, thing. <laughs> Uh, we bought for Parker's twenty first birthday. We bought um, very offensive fortune cookies. Oh, nice. I love it, but and I mean they really profane. Yeah, really? it was. I love it. Hilarious. Where, where'd you get them? I just found them online. I don't remember where, but you can do a search on offensive fortune cookies. And, by the way, or, or you dirty can do joke fortune ones cookies. Ones? and I, they're
4: great. Am I crazy for for loving the? Taste of fortune, I fortune of them, cookies. I love fortune cookies. I find some of them really good. Like
2: P.F. Chang's actually has good quality mm. uh, fortune cookies because we started. But but some other places you eat it and it's like, it has like an orangey taste. Yeah. Some, some The good ones do. Yeah. Other ones have a glue taste.
5: Oh, see, oh,
3: these are not glue. worth it to me. I don't, I could probably count I probably had like one or two fortune cookies in my life. Yeah. I'll read, I'll crack it open and read what's inside. All right.
4: I love fortune cookies with uh, with a Chinese tea. I I mean I love the whole thing. It works very well. They they go well together. The one my question is if you were to taste a fortune cookie are they are they baked in an oven or are they fried? Or no. So the way they're made, oil? no, the way they're made is
2: essentially made on like a little hot plate. Um, yeah, and it's a very thin. It's almost like it almost looks like a crepes. Okay, when they're making crepes. Okay, right. and it's a, just a little circle. Cut the crepe. Uh, and maybe they cut them out into that circle shape, and while they're still warm, <laughs> is when they bend them into that. So shape. my oh. question easy to do. I. Wonder, and then they cool off, and then it stays in that in that shape. I wonder what
4: they would taste like. Warm, yeah, you know. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah,
8: yeah. When at what point do they put the fortune
2: in the cookie? At that moment that they about they're about to bend it, so they, the cookies, the, the the circle is still warm. Yeah, and they essentially just place a piece of paper on there, and, and it's it's a very simple device. That it's they very use sexual. Actually, that just it just folds it up, and, okay. and it's in there. It's real easy. May- you can find. I'm sure. I I, I may have seen it on. I, I don't think I saw it on on how it's made. There it is. This case. is somebody making it at home. Though. Yeah, this is the BS you know version of it. But wires. Um, but yeah. essentially Scumbags. How
7: they do bitch. it, but yeah, it just. Oh, you ever see The Simpsons where uh, Homer's debating on whether or not he should have an affair, and uh, the the fortune that comes out is uh, you will find new love, and then they they run out of that one, and they they go back into the kitchen in the Chinese kitchen, they're like, oh, we run out of you will find a new love. Well, you better put in you will stick with your, your wife <laughs> you run
5: out.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's great.
7: Uh, they, okay, actually, so we're, they're they're putting the, they they fold them, then
4: they're putting them in um, cupcake um, trays. That's what it looks like. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is somebody making them
2: at home, though. So some uh, moron. Yeah. You need to see the uh, the the industrial baker Betty and everyone knows she's version when they're knocking out like thousands of them. Yeah. And that'll that'll explain a little bit more on how your your
4: everyday. Fortune cookies, or no? Right. No, I want just regular. Do they sell fortune like a bag of fortune cookies? <sighs> yeah, sh- yes. yeah. Oh, you yeah. see them in the supermarket. Oh, I'm
8: going to get like <laughs> like custom fortune cookies, like Preston did. Yeah. Well, no, no, those are offensive ones. What? But, but with you, people's names, you get to pick what the fortune. You pick. got a fortune cookie. Yeah. Uh, but but
2: wait, you want to include like uh like you made up the fortune? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there's. I'm sure you can go. Online and find that I don't know if I can, can trust the internet press. Yeah, or... I know. I mean, they've been they've lied to you so far Look
4: about it. everything. Well, pre- uh, the president just uh, g- gave out a great fortune cookie recipe, mm. and that wasn't a deep fake.
8: I do. Uh, I don't care for the texture of the fortune cookie. I think it's a little too crunchy.
4: Ah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's exactly what an elitist would say. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Uh, I, my question is the um, where is the company because a separate company has to be printing the fortunes. Itself, right? Or, or no, is I don't it, know. Is it all in all contained under one roof? I do not know. Is there a paper section and a cookie section? What are you, a cop? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not. Why? Concerned. Why are you protecting them?
2: Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right, Steve. They probably uh, have uh, a, uh, a fortune division and a yeah. cookie division.
8: <laughs> cookie division. Yeah.
4: So fortune division. No, you want the cookie division.
8: I guess we're we're essentially watching a video in here on uh, the Food Network. Is this how it's made? Is that yeah, it has like to be. Yeah. And yeah. It,
4: it's actually I uh, to me this is visual ASMR.
8: Oh yeah, but they could do a how it's made on the thing that makes how it's made, and you, then a thing on how that was made. Yeah, you need to you need to lay that. I know, uh, no, <laughs> Casey. I will honestly think about that.
2: I'll think about the product that's being made, and uh-huh. then I'll think about well the mold that they use to make that. Who made that? There has to be a machine that made that. Uh huh. And somebody had to make that. Machine that made the machine that made the mold. Eventually,
0: uh, you get
8: to
4: the answers of the universe.
8: Yeah.
4: Yes. Unfortunately, you end up with a duck.
8: (laughs) But I
6: honestly,
4: I honestly will think about that. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen how molds are made? Like Uh, the various devices where they they pound it down over like a like a rounded out sure column or to make to make a pot.
2: When I was when we when when I had metal shop um, in in junior high. Uh, middle school, as they call it now um we had you hosted to, it with Ricky ratman we had to we we had a uh, a crucible and and could fire yeah. uh molten uh, you know iron that's and, pretty cool, and so we made those molds My school sucked. out of like this um <laughs> it was made out of uh like some kind of earth, some kind of dirt or, or very compacted um soil of of types and and you would take a uh, essentially, a, the, the the item that you wanted to do, and you would build put put this stuff around it, lay it down, and then you'd have to take it out, and then put it back on. And there was a um, there were these two holes, one where you would pour in the molten uh, iron, and then a, a hole where it would come up out of there, and you would let it cool off and break it open
4: again. It was really pretty fascinating. I do love stuff like that. You yeah. know what I find if you want to talk about visual ASMR, and there's a whole bunch of videos of the guys who are painting the stop like uh, sign on the pavement. Or walkways, or words that are spelled out on yeah. streets. Yeah. And I always thought there was some sort of, it turns out it's, most of them are manually done, Yeah. Not necessarily a, specific, a giant stencil. Right. Like, yeah. th- we're sh- up on the screen here, Kathy, this kind of thing. Have you seen this?
3: No.
2: So, yeah, instead of using a giant stencil, uh, okay. uh, they actually kind huh. of freehand some of
7: it. Isn't the, that pretty uh, wild? Yeah, the team cool. that did the lines on Belmont Avenue heading uh, back towards the Schuylkill didn't do a very good job. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, Next, when you're driving home today, Kathy and Preston, when you go down Belmont uh, yeah. towards where the Wawa is, um, they they started and then stopped and then started hey, again and they shifted in the wrong let's direction go out for a
4: beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like whatever they
7: were doing, they didn't do it right. You know hey,
3: what, we'll, during lunch we we'll get a couple of beers. Nick, <laughs> uh, down. Okay, I know exactly where you're talking about, but I wonder if Past the llama. Uh, yeah, past the llama. <laughs> right, exactly. Which, by the way, my little guy's still there. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I see him every morning. But Nick, I wonder if they're not done construction yet, and oh, maybe, maybe like they're not the official lines. All
2: right. I have a question for you two because you take the same way I do home. You guys, this may not apply to, right. I don't know, but this, for the select people that drive down Belmont towards the Schuylkill Expressway from Balakinwood. When are they going to create two lanes why? on the right hand? Because this, everybody, it's, everybody, it's, everybody doubles up, and, and if you and,
3: don't, you get honked at. Yeah, yes. It, yes. it goes
2: goes double, too wide in a single lane single because lane. there's a turn lane that you have to hit, and and it's it's a kind of a local rule. Run that by me if again. You, if you know about it, then you then you ride two. So so when you come, I'm sorry. To <laughs> do do this. What,
4: what are we getting off here?
2: So when you when you're going to go into Maniunk or make a left to get on the Schuylkill Expressway? Okay, from yes. Belmont. Yeah. Uh, there is a left-hand turn only lane. Um, after you go under the the overpass uh,
3: to get onto to the school,
2: onto the Schugle. going west. Um, so, oh yes, yeah, so I know what you're talking so about. Everybody for about a quarter mile, and yeah.
3: it starts at the Wawa.
2: I know. We'll, we'll double up in a single lane. You will sit abreast, to abreast in one lane. One lane. And uh, there are a lot of people like who may not be local to the area yeah. and don't know that. Or and they'll be like, why are people doing this? This is only one lane here. But we all locals know that you right. need to get in to get in the turn lane. You need to do that.
3: And then you'll also get honked at if you so if you do uh, double up and you, you get in that second lane, there is a portion where it narrows yes. just a little bit. after right in the, front
7: of that little uh, garage. The, right. Right yeah.
3: after the gas station in front of the garage, and sometimes if there's oncoming traffic, then they honk at you.
7: Right. <laughs> and if you were in the left, quote-unquote, lane, as you're working your way towards Maniunk and the Schuylkill Expressway, you then, if you stay in the left lane, you have to go left. You're you supposed have to turn to go on left the Schuylkill. to get on the Schuylkill, right? Yep. But people, Steve, don't realize this, yep. so sometimes they think they're going into Mania. In I've going, been
4: caught in that, yeah. Right, going and, back
7: over the river, and they stay in the left lane accidentally, and then they're screwed. So I blame this on <laughs> a not a, – a not, um, it happens where – when these roads were
4: designed – yes especially in in manican in this area now where they've jammed in apartment complexes in every square inch that will accept one so now you have a massive amount of rush hour traffic um you know leaving and returning to those areas mm. so they, they're just poorly designed poorly planned at this point point. and yeah. also per- poorly
7: lined because You're poorly lined yes and and uh- you drunken line people <laughs> well when you when you <laughs> drive down the today press and take a look at the lines and see if you know what I'm talking about
2: I will okay I hadn't paid attention maybe that's part of the problem I I don't know <laughs> all right well anyhow sorry i didn't mean to, to, to really narrow
4: down the focus on this conversation. we need one, we need one of the linemen for the county we do are they still on the line they're still on the line wow uh but
2: anyhow we started with uh <laughs> did that guy with, get fired did that guy get fired which we never found out <laughs> no right? uh if it was any- is
5: right, still yeah. the
2: Schwartz be with you. We could have made it so much better. All right. Uh, we should take a break. I yeah, think I've had enough. Yeah, uh, we'll come back in with a more focused segment <laughs> called The Bizarre File. You have high
6: standards for us.
2: When we return, stay with us.
6: WMMR. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour is your shot at $1,000 in crisp college cash. Thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Whether you've got a nifty knack for making a dorm room look like a posh Hollywood apartment, or maybe more of a pizza box and rock band poster vibe, show us. Make a short video. Start off with a, hey, Preston and Steve, and show off your decked out dorm room. Enter at our contest page at WMMR.com by 11 a.m. on November 2nd. Then, we'll put them up for a vote to see who wins. President Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour. Presented by College Ave Student Loans. A better way to pay for college. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your school. Before we get into
2: the Bizarre File real quick, I will reiterate the announcement we made earlier this morning. We have a date for Cardboard Classic this year. This is unbelievable. Going back for our second time at Montage Mountain because it was a perfect place to do it. Friday, March 1st, the sled register. registration Registration will begin in late December, so you can just kind of get ideas and things ready to go now. But one of the important bits that we wanted to make sure that you're aware of is the fact that Montage will be doing Mountain Fest last year, Everclear performed, and so on Friday, March 1st, collective soul in <laughs> concert outside
4: right there at the base of the mountain so people loved the concert last year i mean the whole weekend people were raving about it but i mean come on to go right from the cardboard classic into this concert yep. it's gonna be phenomenal and pierre is buddies with uh, ed yeah. and the gang and the band so
2: uh i am excited about the opportunities we'll have to get a hold of uh ed Roland and see if they'll put together a sled would that be awesome? Oh, no, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, collective Soul was a part of it that way, we'll see if that can happen. They can be on a Kate Flannery sled. You can go to WMMR.com and click events to get the complete information. The following day for Mountain Fest, uh, OAR and the 502s will be playing. So it continues on, and uh, we would love for you to be there. So get the info, make the plans, put it in your calendar, and join us on Friday, March 1st for the Cardboard Classic at Montage Mountain.
1: <laughs> no. Present,
5: design. Kristen and Steve's design.
2: Brought to you by uh, the Mainline Christmas Lights. You can light up your holidays with Mainline Christmas Ooh. Lights. They will custom design, install, maintain, and even store your lights for next season. Take the hassle out of the holidays book now at MainlineChristmasLights.com. Well, a man, this is a really wild story. A man who allegedly set off multiple bombs Sunday evening while being chased by San Francisco police might have thought that his actions were part of a video game, according to a city official who was briefed by police. You might have thought it was a video game? Supervisor Aaron Peskin said in 23 years of doing this stuff, it's probably the most bizarre. Um, he said that um, the police informed him the suspect set off a pipe bomb in Knob Hill. His officers continued to pursue the man south, uh, where he allegedly ignited a Molotov cocktail. Peskin said a police officer told him after the man's arrest that he, quote, wanted to know how many points he got on his Grand Theft Auto game. Oh, my God. The California Highway Patrol apprehended the suspect, who has yet been to be identified. No injuries have been reported in retaliation of the incident as of Monday morning. Police confirmed that they received a report of an assault at the church. Peskin said that he was told the suspect apparently tried to receive a communion. However, a resident who tried to offer the man communion told the supervisor the suspect declined the offering before walking away and assaulting a young male parishioner near the church's entrance. The victim refused medical treatment. The suspect then allegedly got into a vehicle and fled the scene sparking a pursuit. Officers instigated the pursuit and the suspect threw an unknown object out of the car window pursuing officers. They reported hearing loud explosions on social media Sunday evening. People reported hearing that on social media, and officers had taped off one of the blocks. Um, Bobby Diaz, a guest at a hotel nearby, said he heard a blast as he was on the phone. He said, I was looking out the window. I heard what sounded like a boom, and it sounded like someone crashed into the hotel. The suspect fled out of the city and onto the freeway, forcing the California Highway Patrol to take over the chase. The pursuit ended in Martinez, where the man was taken into custody. That's insane bombs and Molotov cocktails. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, a Southeast Alabama couple, listen to this, is behind bars after authorities said their 19-year-old son's decomposed body was found in a freezer. <gasps> Michael Halstead and Karen Halstead are charged with abuse of a corpse. Uh, The sheriff, Eric Blankenship, said uh, the office received a 911 call about a dead body at the location. When deputies arrived on scene, they found a decomposed body inside a freezer in the backyard of the home. The sheriff said that the remains are believed to be those of Logan Michael Halstead. He may have died as early as July or August. He said the family had moved away from the home, which they rented more than a month ago. The owner had recently sold the property and the new owners were cleaning up when they made the discovery. They came upon on the freezer in the backyard, and it was too heavy to load up onto the trailer to move, so they were going to clean it out before hauling it away.
4: It's unbelievable.
2: When they opened it up, they began moving things around. They saw a hand and called 911. The victim's parents were taken into custody later Sunday. One uh, Once charges were filed, they were booked into the county jail without bond. Uh, the victim's body was taken in for an autopsy. That's just insane. We're looking at the mugshots. What an attractive couple the Halsteads are. Yeah. All right, so I'll need some light. Lighter stuff after those two stories. Let's go with this one. Two drivers suffered minor injuries after four vehicles were involved in a collision with a moose on Sunday night. A moose along Highway 416 in North Greenville, Ontario. Why don't
13: you forget the moose for a moment?
2: Uh, Police said the crash happened a little before 10 p.m. But four cars hit the moose. Apparently, a moose. Why don't you forget the moose? For a moment. Uh, paramedics treated two drivers with minor injuries. Police have not released the condition of the moose at this point. Why don't you forget <laughs> the moose? For a moment. Let's try. Just
4: worried about the moose.
2: In Ireland, police are appealing for information and witnesses after a burglary during which two artificial insemination tanks containing cattle semen were stolen from the Balinese Road area of Cloger. Something's wrong with his milk. Uh, the inspector, uh, Inspector McNeil, uh, said it was reported to police that the two tanks, which contained a large quality a quantity, not
4: quality, yes, this is very inferior uh, cow semen, of
2: cattle semen, were stolen after uh, entry get, was gained into an outbuilding
4: in the area. Now obviously, the intruder entered through this window and then left with the semen out the front door. The inspector
2: said this: the stolen tanks and uh, contents were of significant value, and we the, will not
4: rest until we get our hands on that semen.
2: And and at this time, our inquiries are ongoing as we work to establish the circumstances surrounding this theft. He said, I would encourage anyone who may have had this type of equipment or have this type of equipment or who works in this industry to be vigilant against this type of crime, particularly over the darker winter nights. Please review the security you have around your property and ensure any cameras are placed at entry points where access might be gained. I say to the
4: thief right now, we will not be letting that semen slip through our fingers.
2: All right. And then we'll do one more story. And let's end with one that's not so abrasive. How about no, these are all pretty nasty. It's okay. Nasty's good. Uh You're a bad boy. No, this is a good one. Oh. The California otter, known for attacking surfers oh, yeah. in Santa Cruz, has become a mother Yay! after she was recently <laughs> spotted with a pup on her belly. That's funny. So the
4: maternal instincts kick in.
2: Uh, the mother, known as Sea Otter Eight Forty One, was spotted far off of the coast on Wednesday as she rolled around in the waves with her new baby. Uh, photographer Mark Woodward, uh, the one of her biggest fans, shared a special moment of a forty one with her pup. The mama otter is infamous for attacking surfers, biting their boards, and evading wildlife officials i know i was a hellion but
8: once
4: i don't know once i had my own child things
8: changed
2: uh, though the birth of her pup has yet to be confirmed by state and federal wildlife authorities her vicious behavior in the past might be credited to her pregnancy yeah
4: yeah it must have been it i was not my right self
2: uh the gestational period for sea otters is known to last longer than that of other otters and can range between four to twelve months i was freaking out Otter 841 has given birth twice before this, but her first pup survived and the second one did not. Meet A42. Uh, June Lee, an Apple software engineer from San Jose, has developed a fear of otters also known as lutrophobia. ever since 841 attacked his surfboard in July. He's got a
4: fear of otters?
2: Yeah, Lee said that uh, while the news of the cruise, of the of the otter's new baby is amazing, he still wants to make sure that uh, she is calmed down before he revisits the water. Uh, wildlife officials deemed 841 a public safety hazard for her reported attacks. By
4: the way, otters have some uh, pretty profound teeth. Oh yeah. Uh, they can chop the crap out of you. The
2: previous plan was to safely capture, relocate her and to a wildlife facility, but 841 managed to escape each time and now they plan to leave her be as she spends time with her pup. Be more personal name than A41, And that is what I have.
4: How about Annabelle?
2: In the bizarre file for you.
4: Annabelle. Yeah. Wow. I like it.
2: Annabelle. There you go. <laughs> Come here, Annabelle. All right, and that's it in the B file. A reminder we have a secret text word, so I need a number caller, okay? So I'm going to let you pick the number caller today. Oh, that's
8: right. Kathy just left. I'm going to go
2: with. I
6: love it! All right, uh-huh. caller 11 at
2: 215 263 WMMR. We got those Mark Maron tickets. Let's see if you're the 11th caller and know the secret text word. We'll be back in just a
1: moment. Stay with us. What you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com.
6: Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back,
0: and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Winter
2: may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started.
6: Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we are
2: looking for a secret text word winner. Uh, we were looking for the 11th caller, so to the phones we go. Uh, that 11th caller happens to be Mike, so we will go to Mike first and foremost. Good morning, Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> good morning. Hi. Right, good morning to see you, Mike. Do me a favor and let me know what the secret text word is, please. Feline. Feline is correct. (laughs) Yes, sir. Hang on. You're going to go see Mark Maron, buddy. We got tickets for you. His show is going to be Friday, May 3rd at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. And tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. And our random texter is Scott Hawd. Scott! <laughs> of Limerick, Pennsylvania. So, Scott. It's either Scott Hawd or Howd, H-O-U-D-E. And you'll get tickets to go see the very funny, very cool Mark Maron. All In is the name of the show. Friday, May 3rd, Keswick Theater. And like I said, tickets are on sale. Friday at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. All right, so we are going to give away another prize with a lesson question for today, a $50 Metro Diner Dining Card. And let's see. What latest research center was recently added to the Just Saying Institute? Wow. (laughs) That's a a tough one. That's going to be a hard one. I'm sorry I didn't read this ahead of time. It it was the first one there. (laughs) I said it up the... (laughs) taking a look at it. I if you will, get it, though, you deserve it. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it out for a spin. What's the latest research center uh, that was recently added to the Justine Institute? This morning, it was just added. And if you were listening when we were doing the JSI, then maybe you caught it at the end there. We'll see if you know the answer. Was it at the beginning? I don't Both. remember. Ah. Alright, we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash
1: business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash.
2: Brought to you by Liberty Safes of New Jersey, having one big, fat, safe sale now through November 8th, and it's Route 130 in Bordentown, or Route 73 in Mount Laurel online at NJ.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, this
4: is interesting. Lizzo's tour staffers are backing her in a lawsuit filed by former dancers who claim the singer forced them to attend sex shows. Lizzo's crew says the Rubenesque dancers didn't have time for sex shows, and they have the receipts to prove it, Burger King receipts. Ah. Hey! Ethan Slater did not discuss his girlfriend, Ariana Grande, while stepping out of court during divorce proceedings with his estranged wife. As for Grande, she told paparazzi she was meant to be with Evan. She meant Ethan. She said Ethan, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Andrew Cuomo is blaming cancel culture for his 2021 political downfall. Cuomo believes things overcorrected when normally most woman, women wouldn't mind having his thumb up their butts.
5: Trash. Wow. <laughs> All
2: right. Let's see if someone knows the answer to this question. Uh, what's the latest research center that was recently added to the Just Sane Institute? Uh, we'll go to Gene. Jean- Hi, Jean. Good morning.
6: Eugene.
2: You are Eugene Eugene right. what's the answer man
6: I'm going to guess it's the Cameltoe Panty Research Center No No. That's a a good guess
2: But that's not what we were looking for And unfortunately Gene was the only person that called (laughs) in I think it was too hard of a question What was the other one You said it very quickly Uh, Do you want me to ask the other one Yeah You sure Well I don't know There's nobody else that called in So I don't have nobody to go to can we keep it? <laughs> we can. Yeah. All right. No, no, no do want. the other one then. All right. So here's the other one. Uh, answer either one of the questions right and you'll win. When he was younger, what was Hitler's nickname? Ah. All right. five two six three WMMR. Switch those <laughs> up, Case. We'll do uh, music news while we wait for somebody to call in. Come yeah. on. Yeah, man. Come on. Music news on
1: 933 WMMR.
2: That one was my my fault. All right, so let's start with this one. Uh, One of Motley Crue's co-founders, Mr. Mick Mars, has released a solo single titled Loyal to the Lie. Loyal Um, to the Lie. Yeah. About that, he laughed and said, I wanted to do something that was just big and mean. Uh, I am what I am. Nobody else can do
5: it. He's
2: laughing. He said, and like everyone, I've got a limited number of years, so I'm going to do all I can to do a lot of stuff.
4: He's always had, I mean, for his entire life, he's dealt with health problems, correct? Yeah. Uh, after touring for more than
2: 40 years, Mars stepped back from the road, but is still a member of the crew. His debut solo album, The Other Side of Mars, will be out on February 23rd. Would it be
4: too obvious to actually let him be part of the Mars crew? Uh, you know, uh, it would be. It was certainly have, It would be a nice little yeah. package.
2: Mars goes to Mars. Mars goes to Mars. I love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, the East Street Band, will return to Europe next year with a twenty-two-show stadium run. Uh, it'll kick off May fifth in Wales in Cardiff. Uh, His European tour this year was so successful, it sold over 1.6 million tickets. The world tour will stop in Northern Ireland, Ireland, and England, as well as France, Czech Republic, Italy, Spain, Netherlands, Belgium, and Germany, to name a few. Uh, And then the uh, show at Wembley Stadium is set for July 25th. Tickets will go on sale Friday, November 2nd. What's
4: the average running time of his concerts these days? Like three hours. Three hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beefy concert. All right. Want me to jump in and get a winner right now? Do it. Okay. All right.
8: All right, well, then hang on. I know. You're
2: going to have to Sorry pause case. that. And you know what? No. 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 Don't, no.
8: don't
4: do it.
2: I'll hold on. Wait. Come on. After dropping hints for weeks, Creed confirmed they're going to tour next summer. Uh, 40-city trek. It will kick off in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Make uh, stops across North America. Uh, As they reunite for the first show in 12 years, lead singer Scott Stapp says the idea didn't come from the band. He explained that was something I think managers were talking about for a long time before the artists were approached. And so then we were approached and everyone signed on. We thought it would be a good way to kick things off and see what happens. so... Closest they're going to come to here will be in Hershey, Pennsylvania on August 23rd. By the way, tickets will go on sale Friday.
8: I saw a video on the gram maybe last week, um, and Scott looks good. He does yeah, look he good. He looks healthy. Uh,
7: they're all over the World Series because yeah. uh, the Rangers, Texas Rangers, have adopted Creed as sort of like their their band, oh. uh, sort of like Callum Scott was for the Phils, and uh, so they're going to a bunch of games. It's it's good press for him. Yep. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it's working out for them because uh, he went through some
4: tough stuff. We had him in the studio. He was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's a good dude. Yep.
2: Jimmy Buffett may be gone, but we may not have seen the last of his Coral Reefer band. I thought so. Equal strain on all parts. The last album that uh, Buffett recorded before his death on September 1st at the age of 76 was produced by longtime Coral Reefer member Michael Utley and uh, Mac McNally. And now Utley says that there are plans for the band to continue in tribute to its absent leader. He said it's going to be discussed probably after the first of the year.
4: you know it's an obvious replacement if you want Want to put a front man on that band? Buckethead,
7: Buckethead. Uh, actually, I you know what rumor I heard that was fun? Uh, John Mayer. John Mayer would be perfect. Yeah, because he, you know, he does it with the yeah. dead. He's got. He's so versatile. He could do. He could be like Jimmy Buffett. He yeah. absolutely could
4: be, yeah. and, and that audience would accept him no problem. Uh, he said, "I'm not sure, but there's definitely talk about
2: something to keep it going." In separate, uh, separate interview, he added that uh, Buffett wanted the family to keep rolling. We haven't figured out exactly how to do it, but we love being together too much not to. Uh, the privilege of riding shotgun with the thing that was Jimmy Buffett was a joy even, every single day mm. and I will carry that with me forever so
4: whatever form we get to keep going in we'll do it I think Mayor actually would be better than, than Buckethead yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. Yeah.
8: I think Don McCloskey would be way better than both of them well Don it's Closkey.
2: funny that you mentioned his name Casey because I am announcing a concert are you kidding? Oh. well here's the shocker, it's Don McCloskey hey Uh, We are actually presenting this show, the Preston and Steve Show, are presenting Don McCloskey and Ben's Holiday Office Party. Also featuring Will Leet of Sammy Ray and the Friends, Saturday, December second at Brooklyn Bowl in Philadelphia. What uh, a fun,
4: what a fun band, man! Oh, yeah, there uh, you had stepped away, Preston, but during the barbecue, he jumped off stage, ran up that hill, uh-huh. and all the, I mean, it was just very interactive. I saw the video of it. Yeah, he's uh, he's a great
2: performer. The band is fantastic. He's yeah. got great musicians. I think when he band. got
8: to the uh, top of
7: the hill, he was like, I was a
8: a little steeper than I thought it was going to
7: be. <laughs> well, he did it yeah. to the man, too, yeah. uh, When He jumped off the stage for, when he, they opened for the uh, the Sunny podcast, and he was running around the audience yeah. of the man and hopped back up on stage. It's, it's so much fun. It's such a great show. For tickets and information,
2: click events at WMMR.com, or you can visit uh, BrooklynBowl.com. I didn't even say where they were playing. Oh. I just said that presidency what present uh, Don McCloskey and the band's holiday office party. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, Saturday, December 2nd at Brooklyn Bowl. Or maybe I did say that. You did. You did. Uh, Brooklynbowl.com slash Philadelphia to get the tickets. All right. So happy to hear Hi. that Don's playing that gig. All right. Um, we can now, uh, I think, try to get a winner. And I'm going to, I think we're going to, somebody's going to answer that first question. Yeah. Uh, what's the latest research center that was recently added to the Just Saying Institute? So we will go to Aaron. See if we can get that right. Hey, Aaron. Good morning. Dad, Jukes. Dad, just... Hey, hey Aaron. Uh, Aaron. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Hey, what's the name? What's the name?
10: Is a Bands with "Lyle" in their name? Yes, yes. bands that contain the
6: name "Lyle." Hey. Hang on, man. Nice work.
2: We are gonna give you a $50 Metro Diner dining card. You can visit metrodiner.com to get all the information. So congratulations, sir. We have one final break. We will take. Come back in a moment. Our letter of the day for the word of the week, Pierre Robert in here. Stay put. We'll be right back.
6: Tomorrow from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Iron Oven. 1134 Street Road in Southampton with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Buffalo tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy 325 Bud Light drafts and $14 buckets.
2: On this uh, Wednesday morning, come to a close, our portion of the day. But you're in good hands. we got plenty of people are going to take care of you no matter when. You're checking in and out with MMR. Hopefully you're sticking with us. For the rest of your day today, we've had an enjoyable one so far. I would like to thank a couple of uh, guests uh, from the Franklin Institute. Mr. Derek Pitt, chief astronomer. And they've got a new exhibit that is going to be sticking around for quite a while. It is called The Wondrous Space, and it opens on Saturday. Uh, And he was going on about how amazing this is. And specifically, because they have all kinds of exhibits that pop up. But this one is right in Derek's wheelhouse.
4: Well, it's using a lot of um, -of state-of-the-art tech, augmented reality, and all sorts of things to really convey the vastness of space, plus presenting all the potential options for jobs within yeah. the uh, ever-burgeoning space industry. So check out the
2: Franklin Institute starting on Saturday. And also thank you uh, to Mr. Chris Tucker. Hey. hey! He's playing New York City uh, November 18th. His 17th show is sold out at the Beacon Theater and uh, you can get tickets now. So make sure you do that. He was really nice. It was good to talk to him. So uh, we enjoyed those guests today. Pierre Robert has just arrived. How do? Good day then. Excellent. Nice to see you, sir. Nice to see you, kids. Uh, Um, Shall we just dive right into it and get a letter of the day?
1: Zap. All right. Zap. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter.
2: The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter O as in Ohio. Ah. All right. Two more letters to go. Then we have this Word of the Week prize to give away a four-pack of tickets to the sold-out Tool concert. Thursday, November 16th, the Wells Fargo Center. And that show is being presented by WMMR. So we'll give them away on Friday, which is cool. Uh, You got some good stuff planned today?
6: Indeed I do. I do indeed. We'll have a workforce blocks of red hot chili peppers for Anthony's birthday. Block of Van Halen. Block of Def Leppard for Rick Allen's birthday as well. I love it. Thank you. Rock and roll, man. We will rock, but not only. Will we rock? <laughs> we will effing roll. We're going to oh, roll, man. Yeah.
4: forget the mother <clears throat> effing roll. Never. Yeah.
2: Never. I agree with you. Thank sir. you.
6: Peace and love.
7: I yes, want
2: to thank our sponsors. <laughs> Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan and also brought to you by Mainline Christmas Lights. They're going to custom design Christmas lights this year. Book now. At MainlineChristmasLights.com tomorrow. um, Guess we got a band. They're called Pretty Wide Open.
5: Oh, Oh, nice! P W O. Yeah,
2: Yeah. P W O. (laughs) No, we are Pretty Wide Open Uh, tomorrow. So, but uh, oh, there's a band. Uh, No, no, Uh, they're gonna play acoustic. Yeah, Yeah, it's an unplugged show. their first song is
4: Pretty Wide. Yep. Their next song is Open. Yeah, you know these guys, dude. Yeah.
2: So I'm looking forward to that
4: tomorrow. (laughs) Like Milli Vanilli. All right, that's it. (laughs) But let's.
2: <laughs> we are done, Ray John. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston
1: and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat, Bye. bye
6: bye 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 bye
4: Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a
10: smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.